0: Kings episode
1: 14 it's
0: championship weekend CDM how does that make you feel
1: so it makes me feel good but it also makes me so sad because that means college football is coming to an end but we still got bowl games we still got bowl games but we're, you know, we're getting closer to the end bro and it's getting really sad it is it is man
0: sickers right here man and we said it last week College—it feels like it just started, and it's—it's it's over. It's over. It's right. It's
1: over now. Jeez, right.
0: like we're not going to get it every weekend anymore. Yeah, we're going to get games, but it's not going to be—it's not going to consistent be games,
1: man. You know? Yeah, no. The bowl games are going to be fun, but it's just not going to—I br- mean, it's not going to bring the same—the same love. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. It's not. It's, it's, really it's not going to be the same. Plus, it's the last year of conferences. Yep. We lose the Pac-12. We lose or SEC becomes its own conference. Mm. um Big Ten get ads impact 12 teams with like Washington, Oregon, UCLA, USC, yep. and Big Twelve ads in Arizona and Utah. I mean, it, it's a whole different league after this year. Plus, twelve man playoff as well.
0: It's going to be a different league. Both bowl, bowl games won't matter as much. Not it. There's not going to be as many rivalry games anymore. Going to get rid of some of these rivalry games that we get to see. Speaking of rivalry games, Rivalry Week, Rivalry Week. Last week was insane. Absolute chaos. No, it was the best. I think it was the best week of college football. I completely agree. That was, hey, if that's the last week of the regular season, give me that every single time. Watkins just got the ball back. Oh, my gosh. This is such a horrible football game.
1: This is terrible.
0: Nine to three in the third. I mean, fourth quarter. Horrible. But, yeah, man, awesome football. Like, literally incredible football this weekend in college football. Like, every game, it felt great. Like, it was just a great game. And... Man, I would give that week for any week in college football. Um, upsets. Almost upsets. Amazing performances. Teams miracles. that just stay hot. Hey, miracles. You know? Miracles. Hey, some teams are just keep on winning, you know? And we're going to talk about all those beauties, especially the game. Michigan handling the Buckeyes. Like I said, they're the best. <sighs> Like mm-mm, I said, mm-mm, never mm-mm. lost doubt, never lost doubt, um, never lost fate, you know. But there was also, like we said, that history, miracles, another historic iron bowl finish. It just, it just, it just this this game produces every oh. year that indicates who won. If you if you live under a rock, yes, at Alabama, if Texas you
1: live title. under a rock, I just want you to know that Alabama won. <laughs> the
0: they bowl. did, and it was incredible. We will show y'all how they won it as well. Um, that. Crazy play by Jalen Milrow. Give our thoughts fourth on that. Uh, hey, fourth and Milrow. I like that. Uh, then Louisville somehow just just crashing and burning against Kentucky. Insane. And, like it was. It was. I. I thought they were going to win it. Yep. Hey, dang Louisville man. We well, said it. The most confusing team in football. Then we go to Washington surviving once again. Ole Miss takes the Egg Bowl. FSU gets the dub without Jordan Travis. And Jaden Daniels finishes his career with the LSU Tigers and college ball. That's not all we're talking about, though. A lot of coaches getting fired and hired. Transfer portal is popping off like crazy today. Uh, We couldn't get them all. That's without a doubt impossible. We got some of the rumored ones. We got some of the confirmed guys in the portal. So we'll kind of give our thoughts on some of these guys. Some big-time names are going to be in there. Some good quarterbacks that could go to some teams that need it. Um, Good receivers that could possibly be on the market as well. And then, of course, we give you our new top six teams and our Heisman Watch, even though it is a two-man race at this point. Literally pick them odds between those two guys, Jaden Daniel and Bo Nix, but we will kind of give you our reasonings of why we have that guy, a certain guy at number one. And then we give you our New York Six Bowl game predictions. Obviously, this is tough. You never know which teams are going to put in certain bowls. It's the only one that's a guaranteed, obviously, besides the playoff games, is the Orange Bowl. We know which conferences are playing in that, but the other ones, it's all it could be anyone. So we'll yeah, give you the matchups. It's anybody's got. ball game. It's anyone's the ball game. The matchups that could happen could Ooh. just be insane. They could be good. They could be very, very good. Good matchups, but of course, we will also look into championship week with our game picks. I'm getting I'm gaining on you, brother. I'm gaining on you.
1: Are you though? Are you though? I like, think I'm still there. I think I still can still, still got the lead,
0: but I got I got two on you. The, the, I got two on you this past weekend, so now I uh, only had two games out. So hey, the slow approach. We're gonna win. May the best man win. May the best man win. Let's get into this pod, brother. Episode fourteen of the College Kings starts right now. Man, a lot of coaches being hired, brother. A lot of them getting a fired lot of as well. Coaches
1: getting fired too. Yeah, Yeah. Yes, there is. Like dropping like flies right now. Yes,
0: yes. And man, big deals going around. Uh, obviously, the biggest opportunity, I guess you could say, no one's really done it's justice with the job, but if you can you can bring in anybody. You can have a number one recruiting class at this university at Texas A&M as they hire Duke's head coach Mike Elko, who has done really, really good over there for the Blue Devils. Now he comes in to Texas A and M. The twelfth man has a new head coach. After some wildness with Mark Stoops, uh, you know, everyone was posting
1: on on Twitter and everything. That that was confused. yeah, that confused me because I thought it was a set deal and then I saw that it bottomed out like nothing was going into play at all. Yeah. So that's what confused me. Yeah, Mark Stoops was the guy that came out and was like, No, I'm not taking that job. And it's like, what?
0: What's what does that mean? <laughs> you know, it sounds it sounds a little personal. It's like I'm not taking the job, and it's like how who was the one that broke this news, and who was be told this? It's like maybe he was a candidate, but obviously he was not hired, and that's obviously what he was did saying. not want the job either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's doing great with things with Kentucky, and some people had their opinions about it, which I didn't think it was a horrible hire. I mean, it's how many guys are really out there you know yeah, you're not I mean, going to hire there's a not Dabber the coaching the coaching
1: um uh, the coaching poll right now for like good head coaches are not really out there right now like it's only like all offensive coordinators defensive coordinators who are getting their shot to be a head coach yep but i mean at least they found a head coach though at least they found somebody that can actually like knows how, what to do in that type of position mm-hmm. instead of finding some an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator somebody like that that's never been in that uh, head coaching position that head job being the head honcho of a team so they've got somebody there that knows what he's doing and how to take care of business mm-hmm. yeah. That's what scares me about these two other coaches that have just that just got hired though that's the thing yeah yeah man i mean hey it's um i
0: enjoy the hire you know i think when you hire a guy like a mike elko it's good for a to kind of get a guy that doesn't have the spotlight on him at all times when you had Jimbo it was spotlight you know as much as I mean he's a champion so obviously that comes with the championship you know pedigree they're going to see if you can do it again I mean obviously um, that's what everyone looks for they don't care about the championship you won they're ready for the next one and with Mike Elko you kind of can maybe fly under the radar Win some recruiting classes, be top 10 in recruiting, get some players, maybe get some transfer portal guys, you know, get this team on the track because, let's be honest, you know, as nice as the destination is, as much money as this university has,
1: they're not winning football games, you know? No. (laughs) They're not winning the conference. nothing, Nothing during the Jimbo era looked promising at all. Yeah, you beat Alabama. Yeah, you did beat LSU that one time in seven overtimes. Yeah. But after that, I mean, there's really nothing much to look forward to. You didn't make, you never made it close to winning in the West. You never made it close to making an SEC championship. You never made it close to being an actual threat to college football. I mean, nothing good came. I mean, yes, I understand that the spotlight was on them, but maybe the spotlight can, the spotlight can get to you a little yeah. – the spotlight can't get to you. It can blind you from what the future really holds, and I think that's what happened. I mean, yeah, they had the te- they had the recruits, but also, I mean, you can buy as many recruits as you want, but mm-hmm. you can't buy games. I said that last time. I'll say it again. Yep. I mean, you can buy them, but it's not going to guarantee you wins. It can guarantee you some big wins, but it's not going to guarantee you a championship. Yep. Couldn't agree. You don't have a culture. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and it feels like Mike Elko is a big culture guy. With what he did at Duke, I mean, I don't know if you saw his thing today. You know, the whole it was it was a little culty, but I'll show it to you. Um, They never got to see it. Press conference today. Let's see. I
1: um, I mean, I agree with you too. He did do a good job at Duke because I mean, nobody thought Duke would be this like be where they're at right now. I mean, yeah, they did fall off at one point. But at the beginning to the middle of the season, I, they were they were looking like one of the best teams in the ACC. I agree. All right, here we go.
0: I'm gonna show you what it looked like here.
1: Oh yeah, dude, I did see that. Never mind. Yeah. Texas A&M fans are weird, bro. That school <laughs> is a cult by itself.
0: It wasn't like, I, I don't mind it, but it's also like, all right, it's a little. Do you see what they
1: lot. do during Halloween, bro? They like get torches and pumpkins and all. It's weird. Like they do a march, bro. It's some weird type of like. It's pretty sure it's a cult. Like there's nobody can tell me that otherwise. That, that school is just weird when it comes to stuff like that. But uh, I mean, when you when you lose a lot, then it's okay to be weird, I guess.
0: Yeah, let's, let's hear what Mike Elko had to say addressing, I guess, media here. Let's see here. Let's pull this up here. I'm back. I'm back in Aggieland. I'm back where I belong.
1: Uh, that was such a long pause.
0: <laughs> for four amazing years Pick up the pace. Um, this is a special time to be the leader of this great football program. From the moment I came down here back in 2018, I've been
1: blown away by this place, okay, resourced as the premier football program in the country, supported by the 12th man, the absolute best
0: fan base in the country. A football right. program and university.
1: Oh dude, nope, that's like a that's like that's like a six and nine season or six and eight season coming up right there. Oh my God, get out of here with that garbage, bro. The most premier football program in the country. Did you not just see their record? They just fired their head coach. You're just the next one that's lined up ready to bat, man. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no way he just said that. Get him out of yeah, that dude, six and eight record right there, one hundred percent.
0: Oh, six and eight. I love that, brother. I love
1: that. Like no way. When he has to play against actual, he's never played against. That, but I guess he's never played against an Alabama or an LSU as a head coach, no, or Georgia. No. We're gonna find out. Hey, we <laughs> he gonna find out. He's definitely yeah, he's gonna, gonna find, find out the hard way because they have to play Texas next year.
0: Oh jeez.
1: They're bringing that great one back too. Remember when they were in the Big Twelve?
0: I remember they haven't done anything in the ACC so. I definitely remember. No, nope. it's going mm.
1: <laughs> some BS right there. How dare you say that, sir? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I knew
0: that would get you. <laughs> I heard it earlier. I knew, I knew that was going to mm. get you going.
1: <laughs> that was just that's uh, that's blasphemous. It's a so blasphemous uh, stuff, man.
0: Hey, let's go to a guy that is not saying as much blasphemous things. Kind of being kind of mixed reviews, which is a little surprising for me personally. But to hire from Mississippi State, hiring Jeff Levy, offensive coordinator over there at Oklahoma, as their next, excuse me, head coach. Thoughts on the move? Like I said, it's kind of, there's some rumbles over here in Mississippi State land in Starkville. Some agree, some thought it's a good move. Some think it's kind of a, you know, just a a horizontal move, not really a, you know, taking a step forward type of move. What are your thoughts on it, Studium?
1: I mean, this is the one move that scares me, honestly. I mean, he has no head coaching experience. Okay. He's coming into a tough conference that's just going to straight SEC play next year. They'll have some non-conference games, but after those games, it's just straight SEC play. Eh. So, it's not – I don't think it's the best move. I feel like you could have really dug deep in the coaching job or the coaching poll and just found somebody that at least had some head coaching experience. Um, it's going to be an experiment. Mississippi State is definitely in a rebuild phase. For the program, especially. I mean, losing Mike Leach was just a hard hit right there, man. Yep. I mean, it was it sucked. I hated it for the university. I hated it for the program and the players. But this one right here just doesn't it doesn't fit right. Um I just don't see it I don't see it settling for long. I don't really see it settling for long. If he figures something out, then obviously he's doing the great he's doing what he needs to do. But it's obviously obviously Mississippi State is going through like a rebuild phase for their program trying to figure out an identity, especially if Will Rogers is to leave.
0: Yeah, and that's a player that, uh, when I heard the news, I was like, maybe he pulls the transfer, you know, doesn't leave, but he's in the transfer yeah. portal, so
1: it's official. Yeah. But I mean, um, he's done all, I mean, dude, he's done all he can. Yeah, I mean, the
0: stats say say what they want and say what they, I mean, they speak They speak the words that need to be spoken in, in a way, you know. Um, I, I don't hate the move personally, you know. It came down to me another situation of how many coaches are really out here looking for jobs. It's not like there's a guy, like a big time name that's like I'm done with this university. I'm going to another team. You know, it's not like a Dabo was just floating around. It's not like a kind of even like a Brian Kelly was. You know, no one thought that he would leave Notre Dame, but he did. There wasn't a guy like that just at a university to just purge. You know, it didn't feel like that was a possibility for A and M. You heard all the names. You heard the Dabos. You heard the Ryan Days, and you know i just why would you leave those programs for this program that's a pivot yeah. you know you know um especially for uh you know going to um um misby state uh, i would i'm interested because i heard actually um i actually got that mixed up i was reading the wrong wrong thing those were a and m rumors my fault um when it came to misby state you hear the coach os you know you hear you hear some certain names, you hear some rumbles for some kind of a championship coach, a coach. Oh, you know, Hey, you may yeah. go back You might go after back after day Mullins, which is absolute craziness because I know a lot of Mississippi state fans hate Dan Mullins. And then all of a sudden they like the guy again when it's, they need a coach. So, um, yeah, it, when he, when it came down to it, it's like, all right, how many, how many coaches are out here? How many are we able to pull from? And, do we go after a, a guy that's going to – yeah, he might a guaranteed eight wins, but that's the best he's going to do. Or do you take a wild card on a guy that, you know, everywhere he's had an offense, they've done pretty damn good, you know, with Jeff Lebby. Yeah. So it, it felt like, all right, this was a move – oh, TJ Hawkinson, Tuddy. Um, this felt like a move that was like, all right, that's good. That's a good move to kind of maybe take a chance. Um and maybe take a run at something, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win that. So you're nothing with this guy, but Hey, take a chance on a guy, you know, let a guy maybe come in, reestablish a culture. He's the proof is in the pudding that he can coordinate. Can he lead a team? We'll see about that. That's a whole entire different ball game, but I didn't hate the move. I really, I think it's a good move. They'll wait about six or seven games. They'll be ball eligible next season, which is all, Hey, that's a, that's a step forward with how bad this team yeah, was. This getting
1: ball eligible is the biggest one. I just, I, and, if you think it's a safe move, I, I can see why you think it's a safe move, and that's your opinion. It's just like it doesn't settle for me. It's yeah. not like – I don't feel like it's going to be – I'm not expecting it to be one, two years, bam, they're competing again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I expect it to just be – I don't expect it to be the smoothest road for Jeff Levy in this Mississippi State program. Yeah. It could work out. It could not work out. It's totally – It's totally. He, he holds his cards now. Like he is – It's up to him and what he's and what he has to do and what he can do. Yeah, that's a valid reasoning. You know, it's
0: the new guy on the block.
1: It's hard to kind of
0: is he going to be a good head coach? We've seen a lot of great coordinators not be able to pull it off as a head coach. So can he do it? We shall see. Let's talk about a head coach that did get purged from a university to go to another university. I mean, this university that. Michigan State. They've been to a playoff before. It's not like they can't win games. They're in a conference. If you win the conference, you're going to a playoff. You know, and thirty eight nothing though. They they were bad. And that that's, that's crazy. It. They won that conference that year. Um, there were some bad. Should teams. they probably not? Yeah. They probably shouldn't have. They won the games they needed to win. Um, they did. They and, beat Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing they have not been doing at all this season. They've been getting nope. absolutely destroyed. You know, the whole Mel Tucker thing. We talked about it on here. Uh, we don't want to assume or nothing but obviously the rumors are not great and he was fired for those reasons and man they've been bad and it's crazy because it felt like when they got Mel this team might be back on track and they might be able to pull together a a, a good culture once again and get back to competing in that conference and after everything happens it just everything blows up and the team's not great and their two quarterbacks uh, are in the transfer portal now, so they suck. They, they were not good, and they both hit their the transfer portal. And their team is right. terrible. So they said, "We got to make a move. We got to change something now." And they do by bringing in Jonathan Smith, head coach for Oregon State. And I'll tell you, it's not easy to win out there in Corvallis. Against those teams, and they have done a lot of that winning this season and in past season. It's not like this is just a one thing, one year thing. And the Oregon State's been pretty good for the last few years, and they bring in DJ and they had a chance for the conference. So,
1: um, did you see his reaction to the news when he got hired as the head coach? I have not. Hey, DJ put on there, he said, Well, oh, with a sad emoji. That's that's right. I want to, yeah. I, I need to see that.
0: Let's see. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean. This is one head coaching job I do like. Uh, it does suck because he was making moves at Oregon State. He, I mean, he put Oregon State back to where they needed it to be, and that's comp- uh, competing in the Pac-12. Now going into the uh, not Oregon State, Oregon State's going into the uh, Big Ten next year, yeah. so he probably has to play against Oregon State, his former team. Yeah, um, I like this one. Just because it is, yeah, that one right there. I mean, that's, I mean, it is heartbreaking because that makes me think that DJ staying another year. Yeah. People tell him to follow him.
0: Mm,
1: I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. That'd be interesting. It wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, be around a guy, be around the coach that's really mentored you up since you came from Clemson. Put your best ball with him. Yeah. I mean, you had no confidence in Clemson. I mean, you had no confidence. Um, You were at your lowest point, in my opinion and Jonathan Smith really brought that out to you helped him blossom and plus the offense that he had around him was good i mean that offense was great um the Oregon state uh, the washington game showed it the oregon game did not show it but oregon's on playing on a different level right now yep but hiring Jonathan Smith is the next is the next big step that they made cuz i mean we've seen michigan state compete we've seen what this team can really do when they have the right coach and the right players at the right positions So this uh, this hire is going to be able to put them back on track to not really, you know, compete with the big dogs like Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, but be able to make a push to be kind of near their level of uh, competition. I think it's going to be able to push them past the limits of, hey, we're being if we continue to uh, continue to do what we're doing and not come in last place in the Big Ten, not come second to last. I'm talking about at least top five or top six in that division. Because if you do that, that just shows that you're able to compete with those types of players.
0: Fumble. What happened? Fumble. Oh, no. Justin Fields, get this
1: guy off the field. Oh. Unbelievable. Oh, dude, they're getting Caleb Williams. They're getting Caleb. They're getting Caleb. But Jonathan Smith, uh, the Jonathan Smith hire is really good. Um, He'll be able to bring in some star-studded recruits, especially in the transfer portal. He is one of the coaches that takes advantage Mm -hmm. of the portal. So who knows? I mean, DJ easily could follow him to Michigan State. It'd be really gross and weird to see him in a Michigan State uniform. It would just not sit right. But also um, going into the Big Ten is more competition, better competition, um, better chances of making a playoff game. Yeah. uh it's going to be hard it's a harder road than the pac 12 is i mean right now the pac 12 was already hard enough this year but the big 10 next year is going to be 10 times harder when you adding teams of washington oregon ucla usc michigan um oregon state as well um i think it's a great hire and a good uh i think we're i think michigan state's going to be able to look upward towards this and towards the future of that program yeah man you said it
0: best like I hate to see the guy leave, but this gives you a much better, much better opportunity to win the big games. You have opportunities against Ohio State or Michigan, you know, you got all those games that, you know, you're not getting in the Pac-12. You know, this year was a a different year. You know, if you beat a Washington and an Oregon and you don't lose, you know, to uh, Washington State, you know you're right in the middle of it you know you're 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 in the playoffs yeah you know? yeah and it's it was a it was a different year for the pac-12 obviously that the pac-12 is dead after this year but um this is a smart move for a guy that is at the peak of his career get the bag see what you can do at a michigan state it's not going to be easy like you said man it's you're going against the top dogs, man, some of the best teams in the entire country consistently. And now you gotta try and get on their level. That's tough. But if there's a guy that can do it, I, I do believe in Jonathan Smith. What he was able to do out there in Corvallis, a team that, you know, historically, you know, really not the greatest football team. You know, they've had good seasons in the past, but since he's been there, they've they've been pretty dang good at football. So Oh yeah. You know, bringing in DJ, you had an actual quarterback. They gave you the chance. And, you know, couldn't pull it off this year. But um, I was impressed with Oregon State all season. And what he can do to Michigan, like you said, transfer portal, recruiting. He can get them right back on the map. And I'm, I'm oh, yeah. really intrigued with what he can possibly do out there in Michigan State.
1: I think he can get it done for sure. It's going to be a work in progress. Like all yeah. these head coaches, I mean, you're not going into teams that are built. All of these head coaches that have gotten hired. Have to go in and build their own culture. That's what college football is all about. You have to have a culture for a team. If you don't have a culture, if you don't have a standard, then you're not going to really, you're not going to, you know, excel, excel to your limits, to your expectations. So take, I mean, it's going to take time. It's going to be a couple. It's going to be a rough couple years going into this. But if they all just settle down, get their heads straight, and figure, and just you know, be the head coaches that they plan to be. Then they can all fully succeed, but the two in the SEC are going to have—I mean—they're all going to have hard roads now because they're all in tougher, tougher conferences. They're no longer—he's no longer an OC. Um, You're head coaching to a new conference, and you're also—and then uh, you have the other one, uh, Jonathan Smith, going into a new conference. So it's all going to be a work in progress. But if they all—if they all settle down and get it done, then each one can excel to their expectations.
0: Yep. I'm intrigued. I love to see new hires to better teams. Got to root for them in a slight way, obviously, when you're, not, when you're playing them. You hope they're the worst coach of all time. But when you're not, it's like, okay, we'd love to see this guy kind of turn this team around. So we'll be rooting for him. We'll be watching them as they progress into next season. Speaking of next season, these guys might be playing for new teams. Most likely will be. Some of them are rumored, so not guaranteed, but... A lot of yeah. these guys have hit the portal, meaning they're going to be playing in a new spot next season. The portal has gone absolutely ballistic this year. I wish I had the exact number on me, but it's like impossible with you know all the small The transfer portal is so scary because
1: it's, a lot of people are saying because like, you don't know where anybody's going to go, you don't know who could leave. Um, like a lot of people are wanting are putting out that Shador and uh, Jordan uh, Travis Hunter should transfer to Florida State which would be terrifying because that offense would be scary good. That's interesting. Um, it's just because uh Colorado has no offensive line at all. I mean, <laughs> it's terrible over there. Yeah. Portia doors get 55 sacks, most sacked quarterback in college football. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of new names could be a lot of new names entered and a lot of new places and a, uh, new places and new faces is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, One name, uh, a couple of names. The first thing that comes up to is uh, Max Johnson. Max Johnson's third uh, entering the transfer portal for the second time. Just finished the season at uh, Texas A&M got injured and couldn't really finish the season out, which does suck, but he is good. We've seen what Max Johnson can do. The uh, left-handed gunslinger. Um, dude's insane. Watching him throw touchdowns to his brother was awesome. I mean, when can you ever see a brother to brother touchdown though? Yeah. I mean, when can you ever see that? I mean, it's insane. Um but Max Johnson, I, there's a lot of teams that could use him. Here, uh, I got four teams and um, okay. that could really use a quarterback after this season because next season is going to be hard. A lot of teams next season are going to need a veteran quarterback, somebody who knows the game of football, to be able to get into that 12-minute playoff or to make a push. The teams that I think Max Johnson could go to, uh, Florida State obviously being one of them. You lose like Jordan that. after this year. I'm not confident in the backup quarterback that they have now. Um, Depending on what the uh, the recruitment class is like, they could be getting a quarterback. I think they have a four-star quarterback coming in, but it wouldn't be a bad fit for Max Johnson to go down to uh, Tallahassee and see what he can do, probably tear it up. Uh, Notre Dame is another one. You lose Sam Hartman after this year, you need another quarterback that can put the ball downfield. Like That's what they did a lot this year. Instead of just ground and pound, they were able to put the ball downfield over the middle, out to the uh, edges. Uh, Washington. Washington's another interesting team after next year because you lose Michael Penix jr. So Washington and plus you get another lefty in Washington. That'd be really cool to see. You don't, you don't lose the different, you you still get the same spin on the ball. That's a small thing. And then the last team that I think could really use a quarterback would be the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm. I feel like that's a team because McNamara didn't play out like they uh, unfortunately planned. Uh, due to injuries, so that sucked. He got knocked out for the rest of the season. But Iowa is uh, Iowa's one team because, you know, they, they have the worst offense in college football. They are literally the worst offense in college football. Yeah. So adding a quarterback like that and possibly surrounding him with talent could help out a, a lot. So Florida State, Notre Dame, Washington, Iowa are the teams that I think Max Johnson could go to and that could need a quarterback next season.
0: I like those. Those are some, some solid squads. Yeah, and it's hard because easily like a Max Johnson – could go to a really bad conference and, you know, start in a lot of places. I just don't think that he's played in the SEC. I imagine he's going to get some SEC interest. So I'm leaning SEC for most of my teams. My first team is the Auburn Tigers. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about them later, but besides this week, he had horrible quarterback play. It was just a non existent oh. position,
1: mm. obviously. When you have to play multiple quarterbacks, trust yeah. me, Alabama knows that from week two. Yeah. I mean, from week three, it's not the best idea. It's the old so, saying. Oh, if you got like two that.
0: quarterbacks, you got none. So um that's that's one of the guys I had to pick here because or teams I had to pick here because if they got a Max Johnson, that'd be really interesting because Hugh Freeze has done his best when he's had Not a great quarterback, competent quarterback play, literally. That was when he's at his best. We could talk about Malik Willis. He had a great season, but it wasn't like he was some superstar, you know, Heisman candidate. You look at the Ole Miss days, he had guys that were good, but not Heisman candidates. So, um, Bo Wallace. That's what I'm saying. It's like just guys that won football games. Max Johnson, he does a lot of things, you know, there's some things you don't like, but he does win football games. Like he, he's yeah. a, he's a winning quarterback in college. I don't know exactly what his record is, but it feels like he, he finds way to win certain games. He doesn't win the big ones, but you know, that can change. That's one team I had. Another team I had was they're losing this guy most likely I guess to the draft or if he's just got to go because he's like old as shit. Um, you got to go Tennessee here. um, Oh, true. Well, no, 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 no. They have the, the five-star. I know. I know. I know they have oh. the five-star. I know they do, but maybe you bring in a Max Johnson for a safety valve. I I, I imagined that the five-star is going to start. Uh, like, he, he might just be the guy, and they don't bring in a Max Johnson. I don't think it would be a bad idea to bring in a Max Johnson. Hey, compete with this job with this guy. Stay in the SEC. We're not guaranteeing you anything, but – If you win the job, it's your job. So um, I don't know if he would like to go there because you got just this amount of pressure behind you that if you make too many mistakes, they're going to put the new guy in. Like, I don't know if he would go to Tennessee. I just don't. I think that would be a fun fit for him to kind of stay in the SEC. Um, Another team I had is the Oklahoma Sooners. Dylan Gabriel will have to go this season.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I don't know about that one either. I mean, they do have a, uh, they do have a uh, some quarter. They do have a uh, another quarterback, uh, General, General Booty. Uh, no, not Gen- no, General Booty entered the uh, transfer portal. Oh my gosh! This yeah, is, Booty is, is gone. Breaking news! What the
0: heck? But yeah, uh, General Booty, y'all think I'm joking? That's his name. That is his name. But the only right. reason I said him too was kind of your similar reasoning for Washington, Lefty. You Know kind of a similar ish yeah. player, not as nearly as a good of a runner, obviously, but he, he's got arm talent for days. And he oh, could use a
1: pocket pass, he can
0: rope the ball. So, um, I, I, these are my favorites, Auburn. These are just other teams I'm throwing into the picture because hey, yeah. they're gonna need a guy, and then just because they're gonna need a guy, probably I don't know who their backup is, I'm pretty sure it's no one good. Um, yeah, no, unless they go to transfer Notre Dame. They saw yeah, they can win know. games, they can win big games with a quarterback Sam Hartman won a lot of games, couldn't win the bigger ones. Obviously got some pretty tough losses this season, but uh Max Johnson would could probably if academically could, academically that's a big thing but um if he went there i think he could you know make a run you know go i think he could make a run games, for sure you know so those are my teams that i had for max johnson Ooh, all right
1: hey let's go into speaking of a uh, texas AM yeah, staying there mm. evan stewart yeah if the r- are the rumors true that he is in the portal
0: i don't let's see i don't think he's actually in the portal but Everyone I know. Stay. I heard, uh,
1: rumors are floating around that he's thinking about it. Let's and see. if he does, if he does, then here's some here are here are five schools really fast that I think that could go after a top five wide receiver in college football. If Evan Stewart is to enter the transfer portal, the teams that I think that he could go to that are on the top list to get him would be Alabama.
0: Oh, Yo, you'll love this on t- on top of that. This was on his uh, Instagram this weekend, CDM. Mm
1: -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. You don't want those problems. You don't want those problems. You do not want those problems. Mm -mm. (laughs) You do not want those. Okay, as I was saying, so if he is to go, Alabama is obviously one choice. You have LSU, who's also another choice. You lose Malik Neighbors. You lose, uh, what's the other one? Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas. You lose both of those. Georgia. Georgia's another one. Which would be absolutely terrifying. Michigan, Michigan is another one as well. You get a, if you can get a quarterback over there. If JJ is to stay, which if J, JJ better stay, he better stay because uh, he better stay. He is not getting drafted. <laughs> but Michigan is one, and then my last one is Penn State. If you get Drew Auer, a top, a top five wide receiver, I promise you, good things will happen. So those are my teams that I think Evan Stewart could go to, that he could ball at, you know, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Michigan, Penn State. I wanted to throw Ole Miss in there because that would be filthy. Thanks. That would be disgusting. That's a, That's actually a nice little curveball of a guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's – uh, what I would probably say to Evan is, first of all, get out of there, first of all. Yeah, leave. Leave <laughs> now. You have not been utilized at all since you've been there, and you, he – He had some crazy catches against LSE where I was like, okay, yeah, this guy. like This is is ridiculous. Like, come on. How is this guy not more known? Like, we know who Evan Stewart is from recruiting. We knew the guy. Oh,
1: his freshman year, he was a dog. And he was
0: a dog. Like, he has had moments. And obviously, just quarterback reasonings and everything that happened at A&M, he just hasn't had his full opportunity. And so, for me – you laid out a couple. I feel like are obvious. I think I, I think if he hits the portal, it's to go to Bama. Like, so oh my God, I that's how who I would put money on if you were asking me. And yeah. um, my favorite, if you want to be the number one without a doubt, is Penn State. Mm-hmm. You you're gonna get a lot of opportunities there. You're gonna get just as big of a spotlight at of, of Penn State if you ball.
1: Oh, dude, I totally forgot a school. Oh my God, who? Notre Dame. Yeah, there you go. There you
0: go. Notre Dame. That's Notre another Dame. Good, one. That'd That'd be a good one. Good school. That would be. It would be. I liked your Michigan one a lot because even though uh Roman, uh he's uh he's there now, but it's just like that that's like really their only like elite receiver and Yeah, you elite, need more than just Roman. Elite, elite is a, <laughs> that's a tough word to put around <laughs> uh, that's hell. a stretch right there. You know, and, and so um Another guy that I really liked, a team I really liked as well. You're going to lose some talent at this position. And I doubt he sticks around. He could. Like, he can stay around. I don't think so with his quarterback leaving. Wouldn't maybe mind seeing an Oregon maybe go after an Evan Stewart. Ooh,
1: Ty Thompson. Mm. Ty Thompson after Bo Nix leaves this year. Because Ty Thompson's Franklin, probably going to get a start. Franklin's
0: gone, so you got yeah, there. Franklin is gone. I doubt he stays. If he stays he's stupid, but um
1: Yeah, he would not be smart. I'm sorry. He's like a first round talent.
0: And the Bears take the lead. Oh my goodness. Dude, there's
1: no way the Bears are about to win this game. Vikings are so annoying, man. Ten seconds. I'm counting, I'm calling it kickoff return. Oh my god. If they do this, we're
0: gonna freak out, but yeah, those are really my teams for Evan Stewart. I mean, he could really go anywhere if he wants to, and he would probably be the guy to go like to a Maryland or something like that. Um, Ugh. <laughs> Oklahoma was another team I kind of wanted to throw in there, but okay, um, we'll see. You know, losing Levy, I'm interested in what they do on offense and Dylan, but um. Yeah, those are the teams I had. Let's let's go to the the team in this state that we're doing this podcast in, Mississippi State. Neither Mississippi State, and neither one of us are fans. But we know how good Will Rogers is. We've seen him play some oh. ball from high school to now, and man, he has really blossomed to a pretty damn good quarterback. Enough so that he's getting some he's getting some national recognition on mm-hmm. where he may land. So CDM, I'm gonna send this to you. He is yards away. Not, not a lot of yards. is yards dude. away from breaking the SEC record for passing yards in a, C, in a career. CDM, yeah, do you think he stays in the SEC or maybe branches off? What you got here? What teams? Uh,
1: I got a, I got two teams. I got three teams that are not in the SEC. I do have one. Um, first off, Will Rogers, one of the most prolific passers in college football. Mm. I mean, when he was in the air raid system, he was slinging it. And, I mean, he put it on a dot, too. Dude's got an insane arm. Bro, he almost took that to the house. <laughs> Oh, hell Mary, Tom. Tom. Um, Will Rogers, one of the best passers in college football. I mean, but it all, it, the worst part that happened beside one of the worst parts that happened besides a leech passing is the whole new scheme around him. Now yeah. a whole new scheme around so an bad. offense where you're not being able to sling the rock where you actually have to hand the ball off. And it's, I mean, it sucks being in a new system where you have to figure out everything, especially when you're not used to slinging the ball 60 times a game and throwing over 500 yards a game. Yeah. Um, but teams that could use him and his leadership for sure. And his arm talent, Um, the sec team that I have is Texas A&M. Mm. That's who I have. Okay. I think if you are to start, I think if you're going to start over a new program. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. We got to watch
0: this. We got to watch this y'all. Oh my God.
1: Ooh, what's that? Toss
0: it. Oh, that was a forward pass. I think they're going to call that.
1: Yeah. Going the yeah, wrong way, like guys. That's a it's game. Of, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's it. This yeah. is backyard football now. All right. GG's. Yeah, that was just a terrible game first off. It was garbage. Horrible. horrible. Why would you ever, you don't ever put the Bears on prime time again? Prime time has been horrible all season, man. <laughs> like, it's been god awful. They, I, don't, I still don't understand why the Bills and Eagles were not Sunday night football, or at least Monday night football. Um, But Will Rogers... Texas A&M is one of the main is one is the SEC team that I think he could if he wants to stay in the SEC. That's one you're able to uh, restart a new restart a program that you know really hasn't you know, uh, been promised everything since Jimbo's been there. So Texas A&M, um, Notre Dame, another team that mm-hmm. really needs a quarterback after this season. So Notre Dame being one of them um, going into the Big Ten, I think Wisconsin. If he want a Wisconsin, another fun team in the Big Ten, if you want to uh, go over there and, you know, jump around a little bit and be a Wisconsin Badger, you know, lead that team to somewhere that they've never been before or they haven't been in a while, and that's totally because they have an amazing run game and they have some solid wide receivers. And then another team is Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, sending them to Nebraska, be, a, be one of the, be part of the corn, be part of the corn for a season. <laughs> See what it's like. It probably would be terrible, but, you know, that would be another great direction that Nebraska could go. Get, another, get a solid quarterback that can lead your team, bring some leadership, and, you know, bring true talent that Nebraska hasn't had in a while. Nebraska hasn't had a really good quarterback since I can remember. I haven't, when was the last time Nebraska had an elite quarterback that was talked about? i mean exactly martinez was hyped up but he was never that good oh god no he's trash <laughs> but those are my teams texas a&m notre dame wisconsin and nebraska the ones that i think will rogers could stay in um i really would like to see him stay in the sec but if he wants to branch out and try and go take his own direction and uh, build his own type of ways and that's totally up to him i love will rogers dude he's such a he's he's a great quarterback
0: yeah he is man and obviously the system you were talking about it, it, it you're not going to get that system anywhere else it's like no one was that air raid that kind of an air raid ever as much as uh, as leech was and yeah you're not going to get he's not going to get in that system ever again but there are similar sys similar ish systems when it comes to the pass is kind of the the run in a way you know they yeah. lean on the pass more than the run and and that's that's his that's who he is you know when you put in a system he was this season you see him at his worst and what a surprise he had played this one system his almost entire career and now you you throw him into this weird non no identity system they've tried to run the ball but they didn't have an elite run game so it's like what is that so
1: didn't have an elite offensive line no he
0: he didn't and so he was not there was no success that could possibly happen so um when I was looking at teams, I looked at some, the teams with the best passing offenses and kind of imagine what they would be without their quarterback if they're going to lose them. And I kind of had to lean into first team. I I, I, I got to go with LSU Tigers here. I yeah. would not be shocked with the LSU Tigers making a move after a Will Rogers-type player. Experienced. Brian Kelly proved that he likes experienced quarterbacks. You know, when with LSU bringing in a Jaden Daniels, you know, this – this feels like a move that I would not be shocked by. You know, kind of getting an older guy to come in to play for a team. They're not. No one's saying LSU's ready to win a championship next year, but if you bring Will Rogers in, it feels like all right. At least we got a quarterback that can win big, yeah. bigger games. No one's. I'm not saying he's a championship quarterback by any means right now. He hasn't really got a chance to even show that off. But he's he can he could play football, and you don't have to worry nearly as much about him. There's not as much of a question mark surrounding him. Um rumors around town, you know, I don't know if this is this is going to happen. Uh, I've I've heard some rumors rattling around about maybe an Ohio state. Some Ohio state fans might be calling his for his name. That is basically because Kyle McCord is terrible and they're saying McCord's anybody mean. please anybody come play for our team. That's just rumors, probably not true don't at all. Don't know how
1: that kid was a five star, but you know.
0: Yeah, ain't no questions asked. But uh I'm going to stick to uh, to the SEC here as well, and uh, I think this team should go after every quarterback in the portal. At uh, Auburn, you know they have yeah. they if they can get a quarterback, they prove that they've got a pretty dang running game with that two man punch at the running back position at versus mm-hmm. Alabama this weekend. And and the defense is it's an SEC defense; they can step up when needed, and and it's easier to play defense when you got a quarterback that can actually put points on the board. So um, Auburn is going to be in pretty much all my. You know, uh, quarterback uh, transfer talks. Another team. uh, Once again, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Kind of getting into Mm. this because Dylan Gabriel, he's gone. Why not give him get him in that system where you know they like to pass the ball? But um, also not sure if that's a perfect fit. Um, Another team I thought of. It's a little bit of a North Carolina. Ooh, North Carolina, Ooh. losing Drake you, May. You do
1: lose Drake May.
0: You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the in the the Tar Heel blue. You know what I'm saying? That, that baby powder blue. You uh, know, I picture
1: that in my mind, and it kind of feels right. Uh, I think that's what I'm saying, man kind, of, man. kind of looks right.
0: When I was looking, I was like, Ooh, that's that's the interesting. That'd be the fun team for him to go to, right? You know, just kind of kind of curveball everybody. Obviously, there's the organs and Washingtons that throw the. Piss out of the ball, but I just don't know if he would want to go to a Pac 12. Well, sorry, sorry, not Pac 12 anymore. Big 10, Big 10 team. uh Yeah, uh, that's still, I don't know about all that. So, um, those are my teams that I really saw. I was looking at some of these stats, like that would be an interesting fit. My favorite, just as a fan, would be North Carolina. I wouldn't mind seeing him in purple and gold, though. So, um, Will Rogers, we'll see where you go, brother. You might. He might just like pull a curveball and go to Southern Miss. hates hey, the top, brother. Oh,
1: I thought you were gonna say Ole Miss. I was like, that's the biggest God punch oh, as a Mississippi God. State fan. That'd be so bad. Oh my just God! Just right there, You'll done. Be immediately hated for the rest of your life. Uh, instead. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You'd be like the Dan Mullins when he left <laughs> and went to Florida, dude. You'd be
0: hated. Hated. Just pure hatred. Jeez, don't even want to imagine that. All right,
1: let's keep this thing going. To Will Howard, this one was a shocker. That was weird. That was a weird one. When I saw that pop up on Instagram, I was just like, I mean, yeah, you win the Big Twelve last year. You don't go back this year to defend your Big Twelve title. So you've been there. You've been there all four years of college. So maybe it is time for a change. Yeah. And uh, you know that is another big quarterback that's a, a veteran that knows what to do in an offense type deal. So uh, I'll start this one off real fast. Yeah. I think you know four teams that come to mind to me. One, Auburn, that would, uh, as you said, needs a quarterback, has struggled with quarterback these past couple years. Um, So Auburn would be one. Um, I'm going to throw in, what's the other team I said? Oh, right here. Florida State, again, once again, Florida State is right there needing a quarterback. Um, Oklahoma right after them. And then um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is, like, one of my main schools that needs a quarterback. Because you see what happens when they have a good quarterback. They produce numbers. They get down the field more. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what my four teams, Auburn – what was that? Auburn, Notre Dame, Florida State, and who else did I say? It deleted it.
0: Wait. Yeah. You said – which teams did you say?
1: I said Auburn, Florida State, Notre Dame, and uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Those are the teams. There it is. Those are the teams. Plus going – The worst thing about going to Oklahoma, if you're a quarterback, is you don't play in the Big 12 anymore. You're playing in the SEC next year. Yeah. So that's like the biggest thing is like you have to you're gonna have to play against the best competition. Yes, yes, you are. And Which he can do that. Like I mean, he is a field, he's a field general quarterback. We saw what he could do. He's gritty. He knows where to put. He can put the ball downfield. He's athletic. He does have some wheels on yes. him. He is big. He's like six four six three. Yeah, he's a big two hundred plus. Like he's a big he's a big guy. He can take a hit. Six five. Um, yeah, 65 at least two uh, plus, 2 220 plus probably. Yeah, probably. Could like but him. he can get the job done. I've seen we've seen what he can do at Kansas State. Yep. He kind of brought Kansas State back from uh, back from uh, the depths of suck cuz yeah. they did suck for a while. Yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. Um but those are the teams that I feel like he could go and make an impact for and I hate that they're in the SEC, but I mean, if you want to be the best, you got to play against the best.
0: Yes, yes you do. And uh, I'm interested because Will Howard, it was was the shocker of the day when I saw the news. As Kansas State did lose to Iowa State, and it was maybe maybe he was kind of like I'm not going to win here. Like we're not going to win the big games at Kansas State. You win the conference last year, cool. TCU still made the playoffs, all right. But yeah, um, if they were going to win a year, had been last year and this year, that just wasn't the case either. So I get why he left. Um, when it comes to teams. Um, I don't want to just sound like a broken record. So I'll just kind of – Auburn is all – like I said, they're going to be in there. Um, Yeah. Ohio State is a fun one for me. A lot of Ohio State fans are calling for this guy after hearing the news, like, please, please, (laughs) please. Please.
1: Please, we, please,
0: we please help guy. us. Just Ohio State fans are praying to get Will Howard. It feels like
1: they're praying to get anybody at quarterback, bro. Losing to Michigan three years in a row is just unacceptable. <laughs>
0: that hey, it's getting loud. We'll talk there for We'll talk day. about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, we will. Uh, so those are the two teams. Um, I had um, uh, another team. I don't think that he goes here just because they're not going to compete. I feel like he's going to try his best to go to a team that can. Is at least closer to competing. Maybe a South Carolina rather going.
1: Ooh. Uh, um, you know, they had Spencer Rattler, and they still couldn't compete.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to be good with them, but maybe, maybe you don't land on the big teams. You have to go somewhere else. And then Kentucky is a better option than that. Oh, geez, <laughs> hey, Leary didn't have he didn't have his worst day, uh, but no, he uh, didn't. He played pretty good. Some other fun teams. Just three. I'm just going to rattle or two. I'm just going to rattle off here. USC and Washington.
1: Oh. Oh, those are two interesting teams just cuz the new conference next year. Yeah. That is interesting. I
0: don't I don't think he goes to probably any of these teams, but maybe Ohio State is probably more, more
1: confident one He probably wouldn't go to USC since their quarterback room's are already stacked there as you know, it is. It is
0: stacked. So, I mean, like these quarterback rooms around the country are just stacked. It's about, yeah. "Hey, do you want to get a grad transfer that's seen it all, played one at conference championship i mean how much ex- how, there's not a lot of these guys just walk around with this kind of experience so interesting character in the pot the portal right now with will howard we'll run through this one rumor rumor alert this is not rumors this is all rumors so don't hold that to hold this to us arch manning might be hitting the portal brother Who's, who do you think the favorite is? Who do you think the favorite? I don't is?
1: think it happens. First off, like Fair. that's just me. I don't think it happens. This is the reason it's rumors? I don't think it happens. I think he sticks it out at Texas because anyway he's going to play in the SEC. I mean he's in the like after this year he's in the SEC, so he'll be playing and he'll be playing there anyway. But if he is to go, then the top of the list is LSU. Then you have Ole Miss, who mm-hmm. I think could make a very big push, Georgia. And then Ohio State, which if he goes to Ohio State and they develop him, then he could do good. But if he goes to LSU, like LSU was on his top list for sure. And then you have Ole Miss where, you know, Uncle Eli played and then, you know, Grandpa Archie played. Both solidified themselves as legends there. Both ended up being number one overall picks. So, I mean – if he is to transfer, I, I think he is to stay in the SEC no matter what. I think the only way, only team he doesn't, only team that's not in the SEC that he goes to is Ohio State.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I would say that the number one team would be LSU, just because hometown. He grew up literally hours away from Baton Rouge. It makes sense for him to, you yeah. know, maybe. Make a pit stop back home and kind of finish, you know, get the career going there. Um, a lot of Ohio State fans want this guy. There was a legend out here um, that was imploring for Arch Arch Manning to get tr- transferred. It was yeah, um, yeah Maurice Claret, uh, Ohio State legend. Must be must be uh, back. Don't, the don't know who that is. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> he is imploring for the guy to make the move and. Uh I think it's more likely he goes to LSU or follows his you know uncle's footsteps in Tennessee or Ole Miss or Auburn yeah. maybe um or Tar Heels you know he's going to go where he can start he's not going to go somewhere where he's going to do the same exact thing all over again so um I also agree like he picked an SEC-ish team for a reason he picked Texas for a reason I think it was half of it was so he can play in the SEC at some point so yeah, all rumors, but hey, hey, I promise you, the LSU Tigers will welcome you, Archman. We we will welcome you with open, open arms. There's, I wanted no to put Alabama
1: there. in. Uh, I wanted to put Alabama in some of these, but we're set. We're done. We're yeah, good. besides Evan and,
0: Stewart, yeah, I felt. Yeah. yeah,
1: besides Evan Stewart and Milber, we trust. Yeah, but yeah. I think that'll cover the transfer portal and coach talk. Now we get into the nitty gritty, the good stuff, the things that you have all been waiting for for us to talk about. Game recap, and what better game to start off with than the game, the game of the week. I wouldn't say game of the year, but very much so the most hyped game of the season. You had the Ohio State Buckeyes going into Ann Arbor and losing 30 to 24. Nate, since you were so high on the Michigan Wolverines, you take this over for me. How did you feel about Michigan taking over three straight years in a row and beating the Ohio State Buckeyes, giving Ryan Day an 0 3 record against the Wolverines. And this one's even better. It's without Jim Harbaugh. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So tell me how you feel about that one.
0: I told you here first the Buckeyes are frauds. You did. You did. You did. You Michigan did. is better than about the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. It is over. I am so happy that this bum team. Good defense, good defense. Mid offense is off our radar. I'm so sick and tired of these pundits. obviously State's the best team. They got the best. Res- they got the best resume. Yeah, they're the best team. They're the best team. They got the best player in the country. Blah 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 blah. Stop it. You have eyeballs. We use these things to see. You know. I think that's what they're for. Mainly.
1: And that's what God gave us for. Yeah,
0: and I, that, and I think that's their operation. You know, that's their operating status. They, you, they are used to see. And you can't tell me. You haven't watched this team all season and said, yeah, Kyle McCord is a guy. And if you ever said that to yourself, hmm. you really need to get checked. Because he has not shown once. once. I'll say one time he looked elite. And that was against Notre Dame for one freaking drive. And when they got that ball back, they said, all right, it's time for Kyle McCord to be Kyle McCord. He's already done it once this season. I was like, one time. He's done it one freaking time. And the Wolverines handled business, punched the Buckeyes in the mouth, just like they did last year and the year before. They've learned their lesson, Ryan Day, get the guy out of there. He can't win the big games. He's turning to James Franklin. There's a crazy stat about this guy in his, we- his record against top 10 teams. He doesn't win them. He doesn't win these games. What a shocker. I think he only beats Penn State, you know. <laughs> I'm done. Ohio State, I'm so sick and tired. I've let the fans mourn. I'm sick and tired of the garbage. Y'all have been spewing all season about this dang team. Never, I, and I—I I was a guy coming into the season. I said it. I said oh, Ohio State—they're a team to watch. They're my number one team, but I had enough courage. Understand? I—I I was humble. I said. I said, <laughs> I said. I said. I was wrong. My eyes tell me this team's not there yet. Common McCord's not there yet. They're not as good as I thought they are. I came into the season saying this is the best team, and I changed that because I'm humble, and I said Michigan's a better team. I know they played nobodies. I understand that wholeheartedly, but they also destroyed every single one of those teams. Yes, they did. It was never close. They never had a close game until Penn State. My, my, my case is rested. I've told everyone all season, Michigan was going to beat this team. Faith was never lost. Confidence is as high as ever. Your boy is never wrong. And there's another team that we're going to be talking about this week that I'm not losing confidence in either because obviously I'm a prophet. I've told you all this <laughs> once. I've told you a million times. Michigan is better than Ohio State, even without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. Case rested. Done deal. Wolverine's going to the championship and probably gonna lose. But they beat Ohio State. <laughs>
1: you feel better now? I do. I'm so sick and tired of Buckeyes fans. I understand. I understand. I feel the same way, even though I did pick Ohio State. I did I don't like Michigan just because the whole scandal that came out, but I understand. Respect is due. Or respect is due. They got the job done. They are the owners of the Ohio State Buckeyes for three years straight. Yes. They have the best O-line in college football. Yes. They have the best running duo in college football. Their quarterback is mid. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, when you play, I mean, when you have an offense around you like that, that you don't have to throw the ball as much, then you don't have to do anything. Yeah, JJ did play a good game. He did put some ball, he did throw the ball in some tight coverage. He did have some really good throws. But when you have a run game, when you have an offensive of line like that, that you're not getting pressured half the time and that you could just hand the ball off to Blake Corm and he'd take it 10, 15 yards. Then there's really not much to do, but Ohio state did have moments. Ohio state did have moments where they had opportunities to take the lead, to change momentum and put it on their side, but they could not capitalize. They did have a couple of good plays. Marvin Harrison jr. Did have his day did have over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, this is probably this what this was probably his last game as an Ohio State Buckeye. We'll be seeing him on Sundays next year for sure. Oh, yeah. um, but Kyle McCord, man, is not the guy. I think we figured that out. I think Ohio State figured that out now that he is just not the guy to lead their team to the promised lands. Um, Ryan Day, get your ass in that hot seat, dude, because you are on. Fire, bro. Three years in a row is insane. Yeah, what they did to Michigan, what Ohio State used to do to Michigan was, you know, it's starting to come around, you know, the shoes on the other foot. But you also had Urban Meyer as your head coach. You didn't have Ryan Day. This is a whole different time in history where we honestly can say that Michigan is going to own Ohio State for a couple years. But Ohio State had moments where they had – they, they could have won that game. They couldn't have they couldn't have won it, but they probably could have taken, taken the lead, probably made it a bit harder on Michigan to uh, win that game. But Michigan just took control at the line of scrimmage from beginning, middle, and end, and shoved it down their throats. And it was such – I mean, it was a good game. It ended up being a better game than I expected it to be, especially towards the end. Mm. Um, they had a chance. That fourth quarter, man, I mean, that final drive where it was – the Catch and a fumble and a recovery. I thought they had a chance, but ultimately at the end of the day, Michigan's defense stepped up and got the job done. And Michigan right now looking like looking like the best team in the country after what Georgia did. After what uh, Georgia did to Georgia Tech, you know, not the most impressive win, but we'll talk about that. Um, Michigan man just took control of the game, got the job done, gets to see Iowa in the Big Ten championship, and gets to be reclaimed as Big Ten Championships because their Iowa's not beat. No, you don't you don't got the hot guys? But, no, God, no. Whoever has the hot guys is smoking crack. You better put just, some money on it. You better make You it better put it. some fat stacks on that make game if you have it. Iowa winning that game. If <laughs> Iowa wins that game, then I'm I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> mm. Wouldn't know what to believe in. But what a great game. Um another great historic battle. But mm. Michigan, Michigan owns it now, man. Michigan is the Michigan's the top dog in the Big Ten now.
0: Mm. They are. They truly, truly are. We have seen the rise of Michigan after so many down years. It's kind of crazy to watch, man. It's kind of crazy.
1: It's crazy. But that'll Um, cover that game. But now we get on to the best game of the night, the best game of the week. In my opinion, you can call me crazy. It's the best rivalry in college football. It puts asses in seats. You, I don't care what you say about Michigan and Ohio State. Okay, I don't see Alabama and Auburn getting swept three years in a row by each other. At least we split it with them. But the best, the best rivalry in college football, the Iron Bowl. And my God, did we get another classic in Jordan Air Stadium. It was a good game. A really good game. And I will do this. I will give Auburn props. Auburn played like it was the last time this program will ever play college football. They came out and they wanted the game more. That first drive Alabama had when they went down and scored was beautiful. It looked flawless, motionless, smooth machine working together. And then it just kind of it kind of bailed out. It kind of fell off. Auburn, that third drive where they just ran the piss out of the ball. That drive 68 yards of just running the ball. They wanted it more. They wanted this win more and I could see it the entire game. I was at work while watching this game, but I was surrounded by Alabama fans at the bar. And I could hear the excitement. I could hear the uh, depression in their voices at times during the game. But, you know, Auburn had Auburn's rushing game was on show. They had 244 rushing yards as a team, which is totally insane for Alabama to give up. Alabama's run defense obviously didn't show up. Their passing defense was, it was good. It was there. But the run defense has got to be one thing you change coming into next week to an SEC championship. Um, You know, the as I said, Bama's first drive, but after Bama's first drive, they really couldn't seem to get anything. They could go down the field. We just couldn't get in the end zone. Mm. That's one thing Alabama couldn't do. And it was weird to see that, especially after these couple of weeks of Alabama being dominant again, being able to go into the end zone on every drive. I mean, it was great. But then we talk about the game, the play that made it all. So Alabama gets the ball back. This one, fourth and 31, fourth and goal. Unbelievable touchdown. touchdown. Can't believe that happened. So I was walking past the bar. I had one table. Bond. And I, I walked, Bond. Double agent 007, baby. What's talking about, baby? Right here. I mean, first off, that defensive coordinator has got to be seeing nightmares that night, bro. I mean, it was that's embarrassing. How do you let that happen? Like, how do you let, like, first off, Jalen Milrow put like that was game that was playoff hopes on the line and he came out and played man he wasn't the prettiest play it wasn't like the prettiest game that Jalen Milrow had he didn't have any interceptions didn't have any turnovers so that's really cool to see um but the way he looked in the pocket when he had to pass the ball was awesome he had so much poise so much uh pocket presence going around being able to elude first off Auburn's stupid I think uh, I just have to get that out. Auburn's stupid because they didn't have a QB spy on them until the very end of the game. At all. So, and and like the the two plays that really pissed me off were the were the plays where he went over the line of scrimmage. That was, those are bad. Those are bad. The first one was bad because you could have went and got a first down, but, you know, you threw it for a touchdown. If you stay behind the line, I'm pretty sure the touchdown's still there. But once he goes past the line, he has green grass. And then the other one. Where it became third and twenty, before it became third and twenty, he rolls out and just tries to backpedal behind the line of scrimmage to get the ball off. Luckily, it was incomplete, thank God. But another illegal pass downfield, and it's third and twenty, and nobody will remember this play from Jalen Milrow. They remember fourth and Milrow. That's what we're going to call that play now: fourth and Milrow. We're going to recall that one. But the third and twenty that he got, that he just rolls out of the pocket and just takes a, like I mean, he got he got boomstick but he also yeah, boom yeah. the defender because the defender was hurt on the field. Yep. And then we go for the fourth and one was beautiful. We line up for the tush push. And then we ended up pitching it out to Rory Williams mm. gets the first down. And then the bonch snap, bro, the center for Alabama uh, McLaughlin mm. has just been cheeks all year long. The iron ball showed me that his snaps were just terrible. He messed up so many snaps. He messed up the motion of the offense. And then the one that got to fourth and goal, the snap that he wasn't even, Milrow wasn't even ready for, and he goes behind him. But then the miracle is saved. So now I'm going to tell you this. You can remember kick six all you want, but I want you to know next time the Iron Bowl comes on next year, they won't be showing kick six. They're going to be showing fourth and Milrow. And I'd also like to point this out. The last two times that Alabama and Auburn have played at Auburn, Auburn has gotten screwed over by a deep bomb twice. Yep. The first one being, what's the balloons for? <laughs> Happy birthday, Carson. What? The oh, heck? It's not even my birthday, but what thanks. The heck was that? What the heck? I just saw balloons <laughs> pop up on my screen, but okay. <laughs> um, I could go on and on and on about this game. I can go on and on and on about how Auburn played a really good game. But at the end of the day, Screw Auburn, Auburn's trash, roll tide, roll, Auburn's garbage. War damn eagle, my ass cheeks. Go roll tide, Alabama by 50. Right there, baby. Stamp it, print it, send it to the president. That's it. That's all I can say. Bama is Auburn's daddy. Let's just point that out right there. Ah, I feel better now. It feels great. But I I want everybody to know I did almost die during this game. <laughs> this game was not the prettiest game. It was not pretty at all, but by God, we got the job done. And that's all that matters. It's all that matters. That is. That is all that matters, man. How did you feel about this game?
0: I mean, I love history, man. I can't lie. I just love history. And, you know, I've got my feelings about Bama, obviously, with being an SEC fan to another team, a rival, You know, it's hard to root for a team like that. And in this game, it's one of those things. It's a rivalry game. I'm here to just watch it. And, man, just to – obviously, you're switching back and forth. You're like, dang, it would be fun, just fun to see Auburn somehow pull off this craziness. Like, what? You just lost to New Mexico State. How does this even possible? Yeah, that's what blows my mind. It's like – and then you got – it's Auburn. It's a rivalry game. It's always good. So then you kind of like, oh, it would be hilarious just to see this happen. And then you see Milrow do what he did. And it's like, then there's a part of you who's like, oh, I can't. Alabama does it again. But it's just like history. Like, those are the plays that we will never forget. And you said it best. Like, everyone will forget the play at Milrow. Lit up the guy he up got lit up on. Everyone's going to forget the botch snap. No one's going to remember those plays. Everyone is going to remember Fourth and 31. No one's going to no forget that, man. And that's just a perfect way for a historic game and a historic rivalry to end, man. I mean, it just can't end any better than that. As a football fan, I live for those moments. Like, please. Oh, dude, it
1: was a beautiful moment. Um, You know, I wanted to be like the Auburn radio caller. Back in 2013, Auburn's going to win the football game. Alabama's going to win the football game. That's what happens. Plus, I'd also like to point this out. Um, If you're an Auburn fan and you watch that game, I want you to know something. Get out of your feels. It's okay. Take it on the chin. Because I had an Auburn fan at my job press me. And I I just don't know this dude's name, but I want you to know, buddy. Get off the roids and support a team that can actually win a football game. Because it's not my fault that we we won the game. This team right here won the game. This man pressed me because I said we. And he said, what position did you play? I was like, I played the highest fan. That's the one I played because my team won. I'm sorry that you and your wife have to dress up in that ugly orange and blue and have to put your kid through torture at school. That's probably why he gets bullied. But besides that, man, just take it on the chin. Be a man. It's okay. Be a real loser, because if I if if we were to lose that game, I'd have took it on the chin. I'd have been fine with it. It'd have been cool. We'd have at least went to a New Year Six game. But guess what, baby? Playoff hopes are still alive. Roll Tide, roll. They are, they
0: are, and I respect that because he was pissed, and yeah, he, he had a. He, 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 it's like, bro, well, chill.
1: I wasn't even talking. I wasn't even talking bad, bro. Oh. I just said Alabama won the game by the skin of their teeth, and he got pressed. Just eat your steak, big boy. It's going to be fine. Drink your diet Coke. It's right. okay. You're good, man. You're good. You can hit the
0: weights after you ain't got to press me about it's it.
1: It's okay. Just take that crap off your kid. I feel bad for him. Yeah.
0: Just horrible. It's
1: just horrible. Like
0: but putting I mean, a bully me on
1: himself. Just absolute cinema. The prayer in Jordan. Air It was gorgeous. It was awesome. Mm-mm. And now we go on to bigger and better things. Not Auburn. Auburn can't go to a bowl game. Ha sucks to be all, um, <laughs> Us, on the other hand, we're going to play for an SEC title, so there it's different. Go. But that'll cover the Iron Bowl for me. I felt, I feel uh, it, this going into next week is going to be a big difference that we, we're we going to have to change some things. But once again, just as you said before about a couple games, pure cinema, mm. pure cinema, pure, pure. But then we go on to this game, which was just, oh, it was just, oh, man, Louisville versus Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I'll start this one off. Kentucky continues their five-game winning streak against this team. It's the longest. It's the longest win streak between both teams in this uh, rivalry. Um, I didn't really get to watch this game as much. With the ones, the, some of the plays I did see, Louisville did, couldn't answer. Louisville couldn't answer the big plays. Couldn't answer the uh, tough situations that they were in. They kind, they didn't kind of. I did say kind of, but they looked like frauds. They look like frauds on the field when it came to playing in big and crunch time situations. Miami, when they played against Miami, they look, they went, they drove down the field. They were fine. They got down there and scored. This one right here, I mean, Kentucky wanted it more. Kentucky wanted this game a lot more. Now Louisville playoff hopes are done. You have to go in and play an undefeated Florida State team without their starting quarterback. So you have the advantage. You have an advantage on this team without their starting quarterback. But the real question is, are you going to be able to answer in crunch time moments? If they get up on you, are you going to be able to shut down their running game that they established in the Florida game? Are you going to be able to make this new quarterback uncomfortable as well? That's there's our answer. There's questions that I'm going to need answers in this game. Um, other than that, Kentucky played one heck of a game. It was a fun game to watch, but it was also just kind of disappointing that Louisville, the most confusing team in the country comes out with an L.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I hate that for Louisville. They're, they're, it was, they're easy to root for, but not easy to bet on all season and I had a feeling this would be an amazing game and i was I was right about that, but I didn't think they would lose this game, just Kentucky with their season. They haven't shown up in the big ones, and they like you said, they came out ready bro, and it was a just a dog fight early on, and really Louisville had control of the game until we got to the fourth quarter, and then they just kind of lost control and couldn't keep up with the pace and made mistakes and really came down to Davis for uh for, for Kentucky having another great day and you know Leary making a lot of good throws you know he didn't have a great day by any means he really hasn't had a great season but he made a couple big time throws late for Kentucky that I was like all right that's that's who they that's who they try to get in the transfer portal that's the guy yeah, they that that tried to get
1: yeah that's the N- that's the NC State Leary that yeah. we're used to seeing exactly which. Honestly, if he stayed in NC State, he probably would have a better season. Yeah, man,
0: they're ranked, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so it, it is kind of crazy to me that uh, um, this happened, but Kentucky showed, you know, like, hey, SEC ball. We we still compete with everybody, man. Like We don't play around here. No, we don't play around. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're ranked, what your aspirations are. We're still going to go out there and play every single game with full heart and full – you know, just effort. And, hey, Louisville, I get it. But, hey, screw this whole thing up for Florida State. Why not?
1: Why yeah, not? make it easier for Alabama to get in the playoffs.
0: I, I promise you, the committee is praying for Louisville to win that game. They do not want to see the ACC in this playoffs.
1: Nobody wants to see Florida State, dude. Now that they don't have their – now that Jordan – uh uh, Jordan Travis is hurt, dude. They're going to get walked through if they make the playoffs, man. Michigan, Georgia, whoever they have to play is just going to curve-stomp them. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Not gonna it's be not going to be pretty, dude. They're only going to put up like 17 points. Uh,
0: if that. If if that. So, Louisville, we'll see what you can do in this one. I was shocked, but not too shocked. I thought it would be a good game. I just didn't think they would actually lose to the Kentucky Wildcats. Let's go to my team that I've defended As hard as possible all season, and I will continue to do so. I don't know how you can still defend this team. It's not. The season's not done. That's why. Washington Huskies survive once again. It's a rivalry game against Washington State. The Apple Cup goes back to the Huskies.
1: I remember me and Nolan were talking about this game. He said the Applesauce Cup. I don't know what kind of cup it is. <laughs> applesauce cup. The applesauce. It was a good game. It yes. was fun. It was. It fun to watch. Yeah, it was um, fun to watch. You know, Cam Ward played like he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, played outstanding, did have two interceptions, but still played like played like we saw him play. Um Michael Penix Jr. did what he did, went to work, but also seemed to struggle at sometimes during this game as well. And um, Romo uh Romo dog. dog, absolute dog. Seven receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Dude's unguardable in the Pac-12. Yep. Unguardable. Um, you know, it's funny to it's it's funny to see this game come down to the wire. But I mean, it's the rivalry game. It's gonna it's not gonna be a cakewalk. Sometimes it's not gonna be like Oregon. What Oregon did to Oregon State. It's not gonna be what. Um, you know, some of these other rivals will do to their teams. It's going to be, it's sometimes it's going to be a tough battle. And for Washington, I'm not even going to talk about Washington state played a really good game. Um, came, came short though. The game winning field goal killed you, but for Washington to still figure this out, they have to figure out the defense. The defense is still not there. And that's teams like USC that I talked about the beginning of the season. The defense was never ready. This defense was ready at the beginning and now slowly beginning. It was, is now slowly starting to struggle and struggles like that, if you can't figure that out, those struggles start to dribble into the offensive side of the ball, making the offense struggle and and um, not do what they were being being able to do the, uh, at the beginning of the season, which is ball out, put up numbers, be able to drive down field every play, every uh, every drive that they get. And if you can't figure that out, then it's going to be hard to beat Oregon in the Pac-12 next week. And but it's also going to be hard to play for a national championship. If you cannot figure these out, you have to be balanced on both sides of the ball. You have to be balanced on offense, but you have to be ba- balanced on defense. Because the teams that are making the playoffs, the teams that could make the playoffs, have defenses, have people that can lock your guys up, have people that are going to be able to get fa- back there faster to Michael Penix Jr. than they than players in the pack in the uh, yeah Pac twelve. So if you don't figure out the defensive side of the ball and that offense continues to struggle, then you're not going to be able to compete for a national championship. And that's thi- that's the thing that Washington needs to do. The offense is on fire. Yes, they've struggled, but it also comes from the defense struggling and not being able to sustain drives, get turnovers, uh, create third third three and outs, third and longs, and not being able to get the job done. So if Washington is still able, if Washington still wants to keep their playoff hopes alive, they have to be able to. Their defense has to wake up against this Oregon offense that they have to play next Friday. It's going to be or this Friday. It's going to be. It's going to be a struggle, but they have to be able to figure this out this week. It's a short, short week for them. But if they figured it out, they can still have a chance. But that, that's just the one thing that uh, that bugs me about this team is that you have to be able to find out the struggles on your defense.
0: Yeah, Washington is becoming impossible to defend. Like I said just a minute ago, I mean it's the defense is the sh- the thing that is concerning but it's also this it's this offense and its inability to dominate anymore you know they're winning and they're making big plays when they need them but they're not dominating like they had in the beginning of the season and when the offense doesn't dominate it really puts this team in a in a, in a tough spot the defense made some plays late which didn't kind of was like all right that's nice to see kind of see them kind of make some plays, but there was also moments where it's like, yeah, this defense is just, they're not a championship defense. I mean, it all boiled down for Washington. If they were going to win a championship, it came down to Michael Penix and being Michael Penix. And he's still, the last few weeks, has just not been the Heisman candidate he was for those first six weeks in the season. Not to say he's been playing bad, but he's not playing absolute elite best player in the country football anymore. And Washington was kind of leaning on that heavily, and we're just kind of seeing that dealing Uh, Hasn't been running the ball nearly as well either. So that's kind of a cause for concern with this offense. The defense, it wasn't supposed to be the defense that won them a championship or won them the conference. It was always about with this offense being as elite as it was. And now they're not even the best conference, they're the best offense in their conference. So Mm -hmm. can they, can they turn on a switch when it matters? We'll see. I'm not exactly sure what the recent struggles, what caused them. But at the end of the day, they're there and you gotta you gotta get stronger on defense and you gotta find a way to get this offense humming like it was at the beginning of the season.
1: For sure. I mean, you have to be able to, especially with the Oregon team that you're having to play, a team that is coming in to avenge the only loss they have against y'all, they're on a mission. Yes. They've been doing they have been doing what Washington was planning on doing dominating on offense, dominating on defense. I mean this Pac-12 championship game. I know. I know we're going to talk about that later, but I mean it's it's going to be it, it it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It could be lopsided though.
0: Could be. It could be. This, the spread is not being friendly to the all Huskies. So
1: no, no, it's not. So we'll we talk about
0: that for, in the, in just a minute for sure.
1: That'll wrap up the Apple Cup, but now we move on to this great state that we live in. Yes, this, the game that Mississippians all wait for at the on on Thanksgiving Day. After you eat good tur- good turkey, good food, you get full. You sit down at six thirty and you turn on the Egg Bowl. Mm. And my God, what a snooze fest this was! <laughs> it was perfect it's, after it's, that, that eaten. Yeah, dude, just fall asleep during because is the most boring game. This is the most boring Egg Bowl. It was only 17 to set. Was it like 17 to 7 the final score? 17-7, 17-3? What was it? No, 17-7, because 7, Mississippi what? State did score. Okay. I couldn't remember for the
0: I didn't get to watch it. So yeah,
1: 17-7. Yeah, it was it was garbage. It was boring. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin's offense didn't really wasn't explosive like it was and during the season. But also it's a rivalry game, so they're gonna be ready. Mississippi State did score. Then after that, it was just just boring. They scored one time. I said 35-7 last week in my game prediction, and it ended up being 17-7. I needed an 18-point fourth quarter for my (laughs) projection to be right. and Elaine Kiffin just couldn't answer, man. Like, what's going on, man? Come on now. Let's get back into the groove of being fast and dominant. But for Ole Miss to be able to compete, I'm not going to talk about Mississippi. What is this thumb? On my computer, (laughs) dude. What is this? Zoom bugging on you right now, bro. Dude, Zoom is bugging. Okay, so but for Lane, for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin to take the next step is by getting an elite defense. You have the offense. You have the offense. You have the quarterback. You have the scheme to get the job done on the offensive side of the ball. Sometimes, depending on who you're playing. But you need a defense, man. Ole Miss has had a I mean, this was the better defense they've had in a while. Pete Golding surprise I mean, I don't like Pete Golding because, you know, what he did last year to Alabama as a defense is atrocious. But he did something with Ole Miss's defense this year. He made him kind of good. Kind of. Um but you have to be able to get an elite defense to compete with the rest of the SEC, to compete with Alabama and stop their offense, to compete with LSU. Yeah, the LSU, Yeah, they won against LSU, but they also let 49 points up to LSU. So that was big. Uh, to be able to compete with Georgia, with Tennessee, with teams like that, you have to have an elite hey, defense in this. Real sweet.
0: Archman spotted with uh, Jeff Levy today.
1: Dude, no way. No, 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 no. No, don't do it, Arch. You'll throw away your career. <laughs> don't do it. It's a trap. It's a uh, trap. Oh, jeez. No, no. But you know, there, okay. There's one thing to talk about Mississippi State about. But back to Ole Miss. You have to be able to get an elite defense. That's the only thing that they need. You surround Dart with more weapons, and then Ole Miss will be some to, will be able to compete further and further into the SEC. Oh. That's how I feel. Get an elite defense around Dart with more with more talent, and then you'll be you'll be able to compete with teams like Alabama and LSU and Georgia in the SEC. And now you'll be able to. And then, well, now you have to be able to compete with Texas and Oklahoma as well. So once you figure out the defense side of the ball, it should it should flow a lot smoother up in Oxford.
0: Yeah. Real quick, this would have been breaking news about. Two or three years ago, but now it's it's second nature. No one really cares. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke has entered the the, the transfer portal.
1: Uh, Dude, yeah. I remember when he they thought they were going to enter him this year. He was going to enter this year, and Alabama was, like, at the top of the list. And I was like, I don't know about that one. I would have been, mm. been excited this offseason. Hell, not anymore, that's for sure. Uh, no, not anymore. And Mill Road Retrust. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, dang, a 1,000-yard receiver for – Boise's in the portal. That's big. He's gonna get some offers somewhere. But um, yeah, for sure. um, yeah, man, this is uh interesting. Uh, the egg bowl, right? That's what we're on. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't get to watch it. I was kind of sad didn't about miss the- anything. I, I definitely didn't miss anything. Um, but I did kind of see the about two minute highlights, uh, <laughs> two minutes worth of highlights, and uh, yeah, I mean. It's a rivalry game, so you don't really look into it. Mississippi State wanted that one so bad for that interim coach. So dang bad. You see him come out mm. on the dang uh,
1: four-wheeler. That was like the most Mississippi redneck thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It was. What better place to do it than Starkville? My
0: riding, let's go. But, uh, yeah, man, it was uh, – one for the ages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's it though? <laughs> like uh, I turned that game off, bro. Yeah. That game was trash. Glad I missed that one. But uh, when it comes
0: to the Rebels this season, it's crazy because you look at their season and their two losses are to the two best teams in the conference, and that's a that's a that's a losing season for the Rebels and Lane Kiffin right now. And it's that's a pretty crazy step forward from where they were not too long ago. So. You gotta you gotta take the the wins with the losses, but you know if your two losses are to Georgia and Alabama this season, yeah, they beat them, They both beat them pretty bad. I know twenty four to ten, but it wasn't. It, it felt like a pure domination by Bama, and what we saw what Georgia did to them. It's like you got to win those games, but for Ole Miss to be the number four team in the conference, really looking pretty good at the end of the season. You know, we saw what happened on the egg bowl, but kind of taking, it feels like they're taking what they had into next season. Gotta be feeling pretty good as a rebels fan, in my opinion. And when it comes to what they need, I mean, they're close, but there's some extra pieces. If they can get some defensive studs, fill the trenches out on offense and defensive line, maybe get a star in the, in the portal. We talked about an Evan Stewart type type of player, someone that could just shift, the narrative, shift the attention on the team. I would be uh I'd be very intrigued to see what Ole Miss could do then. Um their schedule, it's so crazy because all these schedules are, are so different in this coming up season because of the real or uh, the uh expansion of the playoffs and the super conferences. Um I was looking at it earlier, um their twenty twenty four schedule they get the uh, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. So they have uh, Oklahoma. They have to play uh, Georgia, Ooh. LSU, uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Mississippi State. What the? What the? Oh no! Never mind. I'm tripping. I'm about to say what was it? Uh, it? It looked like it was. It looked like it was the fifth game of the season, but it's not. It's it's dated. It's dated for the, uh, November thirtieth. So we're good we're good. Um, it's not Thanksgiving though. It's not Thanksgiving, but still, um, at least it's not
1: the fifth game of the season. season. At least it is.
0: It's still the egg bowl. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, interesting. I, uh, I imagine they're going to be a, a heavy hitter in the transfer portal like they always are. So get some guys and Hey, take a run at this thing. Ole Miss is close, but you know, a couple pieces away still. So, um, but yeah, needs to yeah. take a step just make some moves man make some moves and and Lane Kiffin they trust hey
1: and Lane Kiffin they trust but moving on to another great rivalry game that was kind of a snooze fest yeah. but also it was a different one because this was the first full game without Jordan Travis at quarterback Florida State versus Florida um didn't really get to watch much of this game it didn't look very competitive it did look like Florida State did struggle at first but they did establish a run game, and the run game was dominant. Here's a fact and a stat: Florida State allowed zero yards in the second half to Florida. Jeez, <laughs> zero yards in the second half.
0: The Florida so Florida that defense, State defense is good. Their defense is good.
1: Florida State defense is good. That's the only thing that's going to be carrying them right now, unless that quarterback can figure something out, um, or unless Florida State figures how to get this quarterback more confident into the offense. Um, this is more all. This is more revolved around Florida State and their journey going into an ACC championship and possibly going back to the playoffs. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a try. It's gonna be a challenge. I mean, Louisville is gonna give you their best game of the season next week in the ACC championship, and if you come out lazy on offense, lazy on defense, not being able to get back there, then Louisville could just tack it up on them and run it away with it. But if Florida State figures out this team now figures out how to get momentum going on the offensive side of the ball not relying so much on the run game this time more relying on the pass and the run equally then we'll be able to uh then they'll be able to figure it out for the uh ACs. uh they'll be fig- they'll be able to figure it out for the playoffs if they make it um it's just going to be it's going to be a tough two weeks for Florida State it's going to be tough this week coming up ACC championship. So they got to figure something out if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. But good win for Florida State. Good win for the backup quarterback for Florida State even though he didn't really do much. Um it's just it's going to be tough for Florida State right now cuz a lot of people are wanting them out even if they do win the ACC. I'm one of those people that want them out. So um you know <laughs> Praying that Louisville can answer some prayers because I Cardinal know the committee, <laughs> the committee does not want to put Florida State in at all. They don't. They do not at all. No, they do not. And I watched this game.
0: It was uh, mainly because I was like, all right, I'm interested. And I didn't realize. I kind of forgot. Graham Mertz did not play. Like, he was not. He got hurt. He, got hurt. he was hurt. I did not realize he was hurt that bad either. So, um, I did not realize that going into the game and uh you could tell (laughs) even though that backup for florida is actually not terrible he's honestly a good little quarterback but yeah i mean there wasn't anything in this game that told me that florida state's gonna be able to compete with anybody big you know and you know the whole uh, the game like a win's a win like great job like you pointed out that stat on defense the defense did its thing when it needed to but this team is just not the same without them and they're not going to figure it out in enough time. It's just not going to some, they're not going to find it fast enough. So, um, do I think this team deserves to make the college football playoff if they're undefeated? Sadly, I do. I do think they probably deserve it just because, wow, you really going to put it, you're not going to put an undefeated team in the playoffs would be (laughs) insane. That'd be so crazy. Um, Oh, it there would, would get be so like loud.
1: A, there would be like a riot, dude. In it, Tallahassee, it would, dude. It would get so fl- loud, bro. Oh, half of God. Florida would sink into the sea. It would,
0: it would, and I, I don't want to be around for it. So hopefully, we get what we want with this Louisville game. But if they do, they're probably gonna make it because they can't. They cannot leave that team out. So not much else to say. No, Florida State. no,
1: but they can. They can.
0: They can. They have that ability to do that. Um, but. I don't think it's gonna
1: happen, sadly. I don't think it'll happen, man. I don't. I, don't. I do not
0: think so, man. But hey, let's move on. Let's do the
1: game recap, man.
0: Yeah. Hey, last last but not least on the on the on the game recap here, Jane Daniels' season is done.
1: Oh yeah.
0: LSU Tigers finish off with a dub. As an LSU fan, I wanted to throw this in here. Now we're not gonna stick too long on it because we're gonna talk about it in a sec. What a career! We watched him grow up from a wee wee little lad from Arizona State.
1: Wee little lad, a
0: wee little lad. Beat Justin Herbert and them Ducks. And dang, this not guy, that hard. This guy, this guy's a dog.
1: This dude's got a freaking resume.
0: Dog. <laughs> <Your> resume. <laughs> this dude's got a resume. Resume, dude. He's beat some guys. And, I mean, uh, he beat
1: Alabama. I mean, he beat Alabama. I mean, dude's got a resume to like impress NFL scouts. And I, I was a big fan of Jaden Daniels even when he was at LSU i was always a big fan as you said we've seen him from uh arizona state grow up to be grow to be one of the best quarterbacks in college football today um it's insane to see the growth it's insane to see what he was able to do with that team the the numbers this guy put up this second year around with this fully grown team around him if only he had a defense oh, if only he had a defense this team could have made a playoff appearance I applaud Jaden Daniels and what he did for the LSU Tigers. I applaud what he did for college football because good lord he made college football fun. He did. It's insane. Um you know, what a career he had. And uh we'll be seeing we will definitely see him on Sundays. Maybe, maybe uh maybe in some purple, maybe uh maybe in Minnesota. Who knows? Maybe
0: some black and gold, because God bless, please lose out. <laughs> please lose out Saints. We need this guy. But yeah man, I just want to send my my respect to the guy. It was wow, what a season. It was fun to be able to root for the guy and you don't ever get you don't get a lot of chances to root for such an electric player and you know a lot of people can agree that he might have been the best player in the country this year. Um Heisman or not, you know, talent-wise on the field. I mean, it's hard to argue that there's a more talented football player um when it comes to just just Pure electricity. Yeah, there's receivers and Brock Bowers and and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like they do their thing. They're they're the most talented. But what Jaden did is it's, he's just unfreaking real. Box office. Someone's gonna draft the guy simply because he is tickets.
1: He puts. Oh yeah, dude. Seats. He is asses and seats. Yes. That is what he does. So, yeah. Respect Jaden Daniels. He, he it was, was fun. Put some, he will definitely put some butts in some seats.
0: Yes. Uh, I hope we get to see him one more time in the bowl game. But <clears throat> well, there's uh, a part of me I hope that he does not so he does not get hurt so he can have a great, great career. Man, now y'all, now y'all are screwed. Yeah. No, yeah. We are. We are dead. Yeah. You the, got all, the offense you got new,
1: it's you not, got, not No, the it's not the same. Not the it's same. not. Yeah. Um, That'll that'll do the game recap for the week, man. Next, time, uh, next week we'll be on here. We will be recapping game championship weekend. But now we're going to move on to another great segment that we all love. Top six teams. And I'm expecting to see some movements now. I'm expecting all to right. see a lot of movements. Mm. So I'll start this off. From six to one, I have the Alabama Crimson Tide at number six. The way they've been playing is looking oh, unstoppable. Hell. Um, have- I don't see it at six. Um, what What is this blasphemy? Oh, it's so, what is this? It got too big. Hang on. Oh, it got too, okay, it got too wide. Okay, well, Al- Alabama at six. At five, I have Florida State. They're still undefeated. Not for long, but we're going to leave them at five. It's just not a complete team anymore. At four, we have the Oregon Ducks. Oregon being dominant, being, <laughs> the, being one of the most electric teams in college football right now and soon-to-be Pac-12 champs at three. We have the undefeated Washington Huskies coming off a uh, uh, coming off a big win, but also a, a scary win against Washington State. Uh, at two have the Georgia Bulldogs. It's hard. It's hard not to put them at one. It's really hard, even though they did beat Georgia Tech. It didn't look like they beat them by a lot, but they beat them in more ways than one. And then at number one, we have the team that beat the team that they have been so that they, they have been dominating we have Michigan at number one. It's just it's I mean they they look like a number one team right now man it's between them and Georgia. so Michigan, Georgia, Washington Oregon FSU and Bama are my top six teams. Nate give us to it brother give it to us brother who you have
0: Yeah and it's it's tough but uh I gotta go I gotta go. This is my top six. Florida State at six, Texas at five, Oregon at four, Washington three, Georgia two, and Michigan number one. That is my top six teams right now. I did really want to put Bama at six, but Jesus, putting an undefeated seven, uh, Florida State team at seven would be like disrespectful at some point. So, had it's a, already disrespectful to have them in the top four already, Nathan. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, uh, I just I couldn't put them in the top four by any means, but I did want to put them uh, at least in that top six range. But uh, so you
1: guys yeah. so you have us at seven. I'll take seven yeah. over eight. Yeah, you're seven.
0: You're seven. So. Um, I have I have Ohio State below y'all. Yes, I do because Ohio State bombs, um, cheeks cheeks. But uh, yeah, I mean, not much else to say. We saw what Michigan did this weekend. Georgia hasn't lost that spot for any reason. But you know, Michigan's got the biggest win probably the season, beating an Ohio State team. Bigger win than Georgia has this season. So um, with what everything Michigan's done, and my respect for him, I should have never taken him off of number one. But what Georgia did. I had to. I had to give my respect to the Bulldogs. But Michigan has reclaimed that spot for me. Washington at four, at three for a simple fact. They beat Oregon, but we'll see what happens this weekend. Oregon number four simply because they are the hottest team in the country. Uh, you know, like they just don't have close games anymore. <laughs> no, no, dude. They're just, blowing, they're just blowing people out. Just blowing them out, and I got just – it's – they're – so good they're just they're, so
1: good they're a fun team to watch man they
0: are they're dangerous they could win it all so um how do they put them in that top four range right now number five texas coming off their biggest win recently of the season 50 to 7 i know they played nobody but they did exactly what they're supposed to do to that team and man they just beat the snot out of it. well and let's not forget
1: this team that they beat the snot out of a really close it, game with oregon 38 30 man it was a close game that, 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 hey that was week two that yeah. was week two it was it was so you know and also you could say the same thing about Texas and Alabama it was week two exactly both all, all both teams have matured um yes. you know give us a neutral field bam by 50 but you know it's whatever
0: oh uh, lost at home but you know it lost at home
1: <laughs> better strength of schedule <laughs> Put us on a neutral field right now, hundred percent. Bama wins by ten. Okay, all right. We will maybe we'll get that wish. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get that wish. But you know that'll cover the top six teams. Yes. You know, um, I expect it to not move as much. I expect the committee by the ne- uh, by next week. You know, it's going to be different next week. I think we should see a new number one by the committee next week for sure. But that'll cover top six teams. And now we get into the big nitty gritty. One of the big nitty gritties we have. College Kings Heisman Watch. Yes, sir. And we have our top three Heisman votes. Our, uh, ours, who we think is top three. And uh, Nate, go ahead. Who do you, who do you have in your top three for Heisman?
0: Yes, nothing has changed currently. Let's be honest; it is a two-person race between Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. Michael Penix is on that third spot. I would probably throw Marvin Harrison Jr. in the mix and a Carson Beck, maybe, but. Obviously. I thought about
1: putting Carson back at three, but it's
0: just ugh. last week he didn't really show up, so uh, he couldn't get that respect for me. But um, I mean, it's a two man race. You could flip flop Bo and Jaden. No one's gonna probably be too mad unless you're supporting of either guys. But man, most both of those guys' seasons insane. Like in freaking insane how good oh, yeah. they have played. So it comes down to what can Bo do in the game that he lost in his rematch against the the Huskies. So. If he balls is the reason they win, he's going to win the award. If they lose and he doesn't play good, as Jaden Daniels' award. So it's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, would love to see Jaden have a chance at kind of adding to his resume before the votes go down. But that's not the case. And Bo Nix has his opportunity to really take a hold of that trophy and bring it home and possibly bring it to him to a college football playoff berth.
1: That would be cool. Uh, I don't want to be a broken record. Just go ahead and show it. I have the same top three Jaden Daniels at one, Bo Nix at two, Michael Penix at three. The only thing that sucks for Jaden is that Bo Nix does get that extra game. And as you said before, as you just said, you know, if he balls out, it's his award. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, but if he doesn't, then it obviously could be between Michael Penix and Jaden Daniels, depending on how Michael Penix does in the Pac 12 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just between, as you said, it's just between those two guys. Those top two guys, those two guys, uh, Jaden and Bo have just been balling all year long. Bo has been, he's part of the, hot, as you said, the hottest team in college football right now, and he's balling out. Only has two interceptions, 30-plus touchdowns. I mean, dude's insane. Jaden Daniels, 50 touchdowns, which, I mean, there's only a few quarterbacks that have had 50 touchdowns and won the Heisman, and they've all, half of them have been from the SEC. So, it's going to be it's going to be a race for sure. We'll see Friday between Bonix and Michael Pinnix who is going to be the top guy, who's going to be in the playoff and who will win the Heisman.
0: Very, very exciting, brother. Amazing. Amazing season so far and kind of leads us into our bowl games. Can't believe we're having this discussion, brother. Can't believe it's here. Uh, it's
1: I remember when we were kids, we would all sit outside, meet you and Nolan, and figure out, like, predict who's going to make the bowl games. Now, we do this on the pod, and it's a lot better. If only we had Nolan, it'd be fun, too. But yeah. we got some interesting games. Um, I don't know who you picked compared to who I picked, but, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun bowl game for sure. It's going to be a fun bowling season. Who yes. doesn't love going bowling?
0: Yeah, who's yeah, who's bowling, who's not? Matt. Hey, James Madison is going bowling. Yes, they are.
1: Yes, they are.
0: JMU Dukes, Dukes, baby. Love that. And uh, Jacksonville State as well, another team that, Transition to FBS and had the same situation. They couldn't bowl. They couldn't win their conference championship. So they are also getting the bowl because a lack of teams. So yes. um, love to see that. Love to see that for both of those squads. But, yes, CDM, let's rattle off these New York six bowls. Let's, we'll hold off the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. We'll give those last. CDM, give me your Orange Bowl uh, matchup, Fiesta Bowl matchup, Cotton Bowl matchup, and your Peach Bowl matchup.
1: Okay, so for the Orange Bowl, okay, it's going to be between the Mizzou Tigers and the Florida State Seminoles because they're going to lose the ACC Championship game. So it's going to be Mizzou versus Florida State Orange Bowl Fiesta Bowl. We in one of the power. Uh, we we added, uh an interesting team against another interesting team. I'm taking the Tulane Green Waves versus. The Texas Longhorns and the Fiesta Bowl. I feel like that's going to be an interesting game. Okay. Texas is going to lose in the Big 12 Championship, and uh, you know Tulane. Tulane's going to do what they do. They handle business in their bowl games. We've seen it happen before. I think we could see it again. Okay. And then we go on to the Cotton Bowl, which I think is another interesting bowl, but not my favorite one. But the Cotton Bowl, I do have the Ole Miss Rebels taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. I expect it to be an Oklahoma Sooner team without Dylan Gabriel just because for draft stock and for health reasons, you don't want to go out there and possibly get an injury. So Ole Miss versus Oklahoma, it would be two powerhouse offenses, two top speed offenses versus two crappy defenses. So I'm expecting a lot of points on the board if this is to happen. And then my favorite bowl game that I hope happens that I feel like would light the world on fire and be one of the best bowl games of the year, the Peach Bowl. And that would be the Washington Huskies going up against the Ohio State Buckeyes mm. we've seen it happen in the Rose Bowl and it wasn't a pretty sight but this time's different and I feel like this would be a I feel like it would be a really good game I feel like Ohio State's mid offense going up against Washington's mid-defense and then you have Washington's Powerhouse offense going back up against Ohio State's, really good defense. I feel like this would be this would probably be the most watched bowl game besides the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Those would be that would be the most watched bowl game of the season. Who wouldn't want to watch that game? That game just sounds like cinema. Sounds like fireworks. Something spectacular may happen and it may have a wild ending. But yeah. Those are my bowl predictions. Hopefully they come true. Um, you know, it's going to be a fun bowl season, but Nate, tell me who you have.
0: Yes, sir. I have For the Orange Bowl, I have the Florida State Seminoles as well. Facing off against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Domination. Yeah, it might be. Just might be. Anyone that plays Florida State's probably uh, going to be a tough game. Tough matchup for them. Fiesta Bowl. I got the Missouri Tigers. Mm -hmm. Facing off against the Penn State Nittany Lions.
1: Ooh, that sounds
0: like a fun game. I thought that was a fun one. That's a that's no, that a, sounds like a fun game. I would like, I would yeah, I would watch that game. I would watch that game as well. My favorite of these selections, and I think, would be absolute cinema. And personally, if all the puzzle pieces fall right, could be the championship this year. The Cotton Bowl, the Alabama Crimson Tide facing off against the Oregon Ducks.
1: Mm. Mm. Oh man. Mm. Do you say that may be a champ, that may be the championship game? If all the puzzle pieces fall right, that could happen. Oh dude, that would be such a fun championship game, bro. Tell I've me, never man. seen us play Oregon. I don't think Alabama and Oregon have ever played. So that would be <laughs> that would forever, be right? a fun game. <laughs> That'd that would be, be awesome. a fun game to watch.
0: That would be an awesome game. I would love that matchup. When I was putting these things together, I was like, yeah, I'm putting these two teams together. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be awesome. Uh, So, yeah, too, uh, Alabama. Too bad they're gonna, oh, you're going to be in the playoffs? Is that what? Is too, bad they're, too bad both teams are going to be in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Uh, this guy, this guy, this guy. You might be right. Um, All right. I'm a prophet. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> you're the one getting all the games right, so. Um all right, Peach Bowl. Give me the Louisville Cardinals. Still finding a way into a New York six bowl game versus the two lane green wave. Oh, I thought
1: you were gonna say LSU.
0: Can't have LSU in there. Gotta have at least at least one of these, you know, out of yeah. power fives in here, so so, I had to get all Tulane in there. So, um.
1: oh man, I feel like Tulane would win that game. Honestly, I feel that's like sad. Tulane would win. So I'm saying, I feel like Michael Pratt would just go off. Wouldn't that be crazy? They win back to back New York Six bowl games, man. Hey man, that just means Tulane's on their way up. If Dude. they beat if they went back to back bowl games, that's insane. New York Six, too, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Insane. Gotta handle but business that, this weekend, though. But now we get into the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, the playoff games. Mm hmm. So, mm. I'll go for this. I have the Rose Bowl. and the Rose Bowl, I have the Oregon Ducks going up against the Georgia Bulldogs mm. for the Rose Bowl and possibly a, play, a championship appearance. And then for the Sugar Bowl, I have the most anticipated game that could possibly happen if pieces fall right. Michigan versus Alabama. Mm. That would be an interesting game. That would be a very interesting game. That would be Oregon versus Georgia would probably be the best game of the year. In my opinion, I feel like that would be the best that would be out of the all out of the playoff games. That would be the best game. That'd be a good game. That would be really, really, really,
0: really good game
1: Mm -hmm, for sure. Jeez. That's
0: okay. That's I like those. I like those. That's a high possibility for that to happen. All right. All right. This is what I've got here for the Rose bowl. Two versus three. I have. The Michigan Wolverines taking on the Washington Huskies. Good Lord. Yep. What's wrong I'm with you? That is right. I do have that. I am right. I'm going to be right. You hear that? Uh, that's, husky, that's Husky Cheeks getting
1: clapped by Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that what that is? All right, that's that's what's going to happen. if They make the playoffs. I, to, I told you what would
0: happen last week when uh, Michigan played Ohio State. You just won't ever listen to me at this point. So. Well, now you have.
1: Well, then, well, if that game happens, Nathan, you have to pick a side. You have to either pick the Wolverines or you got to pick the Huskies. So, which one are you ultimately picking to win that game? Since you're high on both of these teams, which one down the middle you have to pick? Oh, you have to pick Washington. Who you've been high on all season? Or you got to pick uh, uh, Michigan, who you've been high on since the middle of the season?
0: Ooh, that's tough. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You didn't think about that one, did you, brother? I'd probably root for
0: Washington, but if you're asking for my bet, I'd say Michigan. Oh, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'd probably say that. So the Sugar mm-hmm. Bowl. Get off of that topic. You're trying to trying to make me think of other things. Sugar Bowl number one versus number four. I have. The Georgia Bulldogs facing off against the Texas Longhorns. They Texas get do get clapped. Probably, you're probably right. But they get in. They get in. Sark gets his first playoff appearance, and possibly his last.
1: <laughs> possibly,
0: very possibly very his last. Very possible. Listen,
1: listen. He could be the new Lincoln Riley. He could That's just good. go to the playoffs. And just get smacked around like a redheaded stepchild. Could he? Could
0: you're not? You're not lying. You're not lying.
1: I'm not wrong. You're
0: not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> but that'll do the New Year's Six Bowl game recap or the predictions. But now we get into our final segment, the saddest segment because it's one step closer to the year being over. Championship <laughs> Week <laughs> game pick. I know. Let out. A, let out a silent. To let out that solo tear falling hey, down your eye. Wait. One. The one championship Week into second.
0: Moment of silence. Moments (laughs) passed.
1: It's championship weekend, man. We're one step closer. We're one week closer to playoffs, to New Year's Six games. And we have a lot of games to pick through, so we're going to slide through these really fast. First, First conference championship game we have up. We have Conference USA. New Whoa, no. Mexico State no
0: we're gonna we're not gonna do that remember we added some of these games so let's look at the uh oh yeah oh yeah look
1: at the screen look at the screen let's
0: let's pull these bad boys up here we got the Mac championship for our first game Toledo is facing off against Miami Ohio we have the Toledo is a two and a half point favorite 44 and a half. Point over under that money line is definitely on toledo was that 307 sorry these letters are very 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 small so cdm I'll, I'll start us off here i'll start us off
1: start us off brother
0: toledo pretty good team this year they are 11 and 1 right now um <laughs> okay. incredible season okay toledo incredible season they had this year um but the, that's not to say Miami, Ohio didn't have a good season as well. They're 10-2. and two. Remember the beginning of the year when that quarterback said, we're the real Miami, and everyone crapped on them when they got handed the L? Hey, they're they're pretty good. Uh, they've got the yeah. better record in uh, between Miamis. So, um, got to give them their respect. But Toledo has been a freaking wagon all season, apparently. I was looking at some of their stats. So, they've been handling business and kind of putting some points on the board as well. So... Give me Toledo in this one. 30 to 20.
1: I like an underdog. I'm taking Miami. Okay. Ohio. Okay. I'm taking them 24 to 21. Defensive
0: battle short game. I like it. I like it. Nice, nice pick there, CDM. These don't go on the record, do they? These go on the record. Okay, give me Miami then. Yeah, yeah give me Miami. Give them on giving them Miami. By the way, CDM does have a two-game lead on me. I got I got some games on them with the with Some of those picks last week, I think it was NC State I got right, and you didn't, and obviously, uh, Michigan's uh beat down, so yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So. yeah uh, uh, just want to let everyone know that uh, I'm catching up. Sorry, see what's the next game, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> we have. The Mountain West Championship, where we might be seeing Oregon State and Washington State move on to, because Jesus, we're not gonna have a Pac two conference.
1: <laughs> uh, oh my God, dude, they're gonna dominate. <laughs> you know, murder that conference, the the Mountain State Conference. Oh, murder! Uh, and, uh,
0: and for the fifteenth straight year, Oregon State faces off against Washington State in the championship game. <laughs>
1: Please. Well, Tom, we've seen these two teams here 15 <laughs> straight years, man. Uh, it's getting kind of old because, you know, it's just the same teams over and over again. <laughs> Please make it stop. <laughs> Please help. Add some other teams, man. Cheat. Do something.
0: <laughs> Steal signs for the love of God. Do something. Make something happen. <laughs> Oh, the Mountain West Conference, their championship is Boise State versus UNLV, University of Las Vegas. I have a lot of respect for Las Vegas, the city, but I don't have the respect for their team, even though I think it's a good game here. Boise State, gave me the blue field in this one, even though it's not being played on it. They're going to win this one 31
1: to 30. Give me the Broncos, man. Broncos are going to dominate. And I think they're gonna win by a score of 35 to 17. All right. I
0: like it. I like it. Hey, Broncos, they do have the worst record, but they got a big win last week. So um interested to see how this game kind of plays out. Let's move on. To the Sun Belt Conference. Their championship game should have a James Madison in it, but it does not. The representatives. I don't see Southern missing there either. Oh, I, I, think they, uh, I think they were too good, so they had to make them kind of step down from the.
1: Yeah, three wins is way too good.
0: <laughs> and they won't fire their head coach, so that's just painful. So. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Um, don't even get me started. So, uh, Sunbelt, <laughs> Sunbelt Conference, their representatives as James Madison could not play in this game Troy versus App State. Troy is a six and a half point favorite, 52 and a half over, under. App State has had some good performances this season. Troy has really put together a lot of wins in a row now. Here, CDM, you want to start us off here? You want me to take over for my man? I,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one. You know, okay. I'm gonna go with the, uh, I'm gonna go with the one that I've deter- that I've picked so many years in a row that has never let me down. That holds strong. Give me the Trojans, okay, all the way. Mm-hmm. Trojans never let me down. They never break. They're reliable. They can do it. I really feel like it. App State did get the big win over JMU. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you can't go against this team. You can't, especially I mean App State has the App State has it, but Trojans will ultimately win this game. Give me the give me Troy winning. Twenty eight to twenty one. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, we're gonna get canceled. Uh... <laughs> their name you're right i don't know what i'm talking
0: about trojans hold strong yeah they do you're right hey they've held strong for 10 wins this season uh let's let's make that 11 wins yeah you know? uh <laughs> they're, they're gonna beat app state it's gonna be a great game though great game app state has put up a lot of points this season give me troy 37 34
1: nice nice yes, sir now, now we get in yes. to our championship games we start off this one with conference USA. We have New Mexico State, who did upset Auburn. So thank you for that. Awesome job. Mm-hmm. Going up against the Liberty Flames. The Liberty comes in as 10 point favorites. I will take this one real fast. I'm taking Liberty. Liberty's got a really stud quarterback taking snaps back there. Really athletic. Um can do a lot on the field besides passing, can really use his legs. I'm taking Liberty forty five to fourteen. Dang, there's a Beat down here. Right. Beat down.
0: I think it's going to happen. I like it. Hey, I respect that. Yeah, Liberty, interesting squad. I, I've got to watch their quarterback play last season when they played Southern Miss, and I was he was technically the backup then. The quarterback goes down, and they brought him in, and I was like, this guy this should be the starter. What the heck is this team? <laughs> How this, is this
1: guy not on the field? This guy should be
0: on the field at all times. Like, this guy is special. Like you said, great runner uh broke contained so many times against southern miss he's got great stats this season really led this team undefeated season so far they're ranked in the ap uh can't say much more about him, man i mean they are dominating the uh, cusa and i think they keep on winning and have an undefeated season as they go to or their bowl game whatever that might be hey they honestly
1: Liberty? They honestly could make a New Year's Six Bowl. They might be the team over Tulane, actually, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, they're undefeated. Jeez, I Man. didn't even think about that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Liberty is one of the only undefeated teams in college football right now. So, do yeah, they totally in, could you, make a New Year's Six Bowl. Do
0: you put in an undefeated Liberty or a one-loss Tulane and their only loss is to Ole Miss, and they played them really good? That's tough.
1: Mm, that's tough. I that's, feel like you got to put in Tulane, though. Nah. Tulane's been Tulane's got a better schedule and been battle-tested more. That's what I'm saying. they got
0: better— conference better schedule like yeah that that liberty respect though if they can win yeah. undefeated hey all the respect in the world but like i was saying give me liberty in this one love their quarterback um respect to their season and, you know lose, losing hugh for reason they still do this is kind of you know that's insane that's insane right undefeated so um great team uh get another great win 31 to 24 all right american athletic conference championship SMU takes on Tulane. We've talked about Tulane, what they've done this season and done past two seasons. Kind of impressive stretch, man. I mean,
1: they've kind of struggled a little bit these past couple games, have. though. I won't lie. They have struggled a little bit. Um, but I still think they come out on top. I don't think it's going to be the prettiest win. I think they only win by at least six or eight points. Mm. So I am taking Tulane. I'll take Tulane in this game. Um, I have Tulane winning 31 to 24. Um keeping it close, but at the very end they rally and get the final points and uh settle the game for sure. All right. Yeah, me too. Uh it's this line has jumped real fast
0: too. So it started at four this morning and now it's at five and a half by the time we started the pod. Yeah. SMU, good team, man. I mean, I've watched some of, I haven't watched any really of their games, but I've seen highlights of them this season, throughout the season. And I'm like, okay, this team is kind of just quietly good, like every single year, it feels like. And uh, I know they're moving, I'm pretty sure they're moving to the Big 12 next yeah, they season. Are. So uh, that's a great move for them. You know, I mean, they played Oklahoma pretty good earlier in the season. When I was looking at their record, I was like, I mean, their only two losses are to Big 12 teams. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they just absolutely destroyed Navy last week. That's not the greatest, you know, it's not like the most prolific, <laughs> thing, but it's a <laughs> it's win. It's a, a win. It's a win. We take those. We, we take, take those. those. We don't care against two, but yeah. Um, give me Tulane. They just proved it. You're in, you're out the last two seasons and, uh, love their coach. He's going to have that team ready. So, uh, give me the green wave in this one, 34 to 28,
1: Moving on to the Big 12 championship game. Mm. Have the Oklahoma State Cowboys going up against the Texas Longhorns. Mm. It's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be good. Um, Ultimately, I do have to pick the Oklahoma State Cowboys to win this game. 41-38. to Because they're going to do it. Because you know why? Because Texas is... Texas is not going to get the job done because nobody wants to see Texas get blown out in the playoffs. Nobody wants to see another big 12 team get blown out in the playoffs. I'm sorry, But I also have to take Oklahoma state because I need things to fall in favor if we win or when we win the SEC championship. So obviously I'm going to take Oklahoma state. I think Texas is going to win, but Oklahoma state, I'm taking them 41, 38. I respect that. I got got a lot of respect for you. Got a lot of grit to make that pick there, but it took a lot of balls.
0: I'm not going to lie. It took, it took a lot. Yeah, had B- to swallow some pride. Hey, I respect it, man. BYU just could not do the job for any of us. You know, kind of make us Oh,
1: no, play. bro. <laughs> they could
0: not. They just did not do the job and uh, had to make us suffer through this one. Even though I do think it's going to be a better game than 14 and a half, which is kind of wild to me. That's. That's a big spread. It's a big spread, man, for a champion for a conference championship. Obviously, the next one seems crazy.
1: And you say that, man. and the next one right by it's yeah. Michigan twenty three. That's,
0: that's different. That's different. It feels like how's that different? This, this one, this is a little, little different. It's not much different, but uh, Texas. I mean, they are buzz all last week. They absolutely destroyed uh, Texas Tech. You know, and that's a rivalry game. So it's for them to do that. Is just like yeah. whoa. Got to see some March Manning. So. I'm not picking against Texas right now. They, after that 50-7 to seven win, yeah, this team might be back on track offensively um, and defensively. So give me the Longhorns. Kind of a beatdown, 38-21. to 21. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. I don't think we need to talk too much about it. It's more about, about how much rather than who is going to win this one. I'll start us off here. 23 point favorites are the Wolverines 35 and a half point over under that's kind of a lot for an Iowa game and I'm gonna go under here. Michigan wins 30 to zero.
1: <laughs> good Lord I mean mine's nowhere near that but I mean at least I had Iowa putting some points up good God nope no points Absolutely I took not. Michigan obviously because Iowa has the worst offense in college football. So if they don't put points up I won't be surprised but I have Michigan <laughs> winning 45 to 17. I'll give them some grace. I'll give them 17 points but they're not winning the game. Okay. And I'm taking the oh, I'm taking the over. I will definitely take the over in this one. <laughs> you got the over just for one team. I respect that. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Michigan gets a mass just gets that twenty, you know, twenty-four point, twenty-three point lead, and just kind of just plus Jim's back for this game, yeah. so they're just gonna coast. This is not a game you need to get anybody hurt in, man. You know, Mm-mm. just kind of take JJ out in the third quarter, be happy with it. You know, kind of yep. a game. So uh, we'll see what happens. Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline. That's that's honestly that'll be a good sight to see for uh, college football fans. Maybe not for some, but for for me myself, yeah. uh, I'll yeah. en- I'll enjoy it. Uh, I'll yeah, you I'll, enjoy that. You enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah, let's move on ACC championship game. Louisville doesn't lose. This is much more interesting. Still very interesting game as the Cardinals face off against
1: Florida State without Jordan Travis. CDM. First time Louisville has been in their conference championship since they've joined the ACC. Mm. But I don't think they win it. I don't think they get it done. I think Florida yeah. State will figure it out slowly but surely figure it out and rally at the end of the game. I think their defense takes over late in the fourth quarter. I think it's close. I think Florida State wins 31-24 to 24 with a great defensive battle at the end of the game.
0: All right. I hear you there, brother. I kind of foreshadowed my pick in this one, if you were paying attention. I had Louisville in a New York Six Bowl game. Only way they do that is if they win again and I've got them doing God's work in this one. Saving the committee's ass. They're going to beat the Seminoles in this one. They're going to get it done with the plumber. Full action. Handling the clogs on offense. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one. He is going to do his thing. <laughs> He's going to do a lot. But they'll get the job done. Give me the Cardinals in this one. 23.
1: To
0: 21. All right. Oh, man. That's going to be a close game. I got a good one. I got a good
1: one. Going into this Friday's game. One of the most anticipated games. Pac-12 championship. Oregon Ducks versus Washington Huskies. Let's go. It's going to be a game. It's going to be, I mean, uh, a revenge game for Oregon. This game, Washington could just put the nail in the coffin and send them to the college football playoffs. Too bad Oregon's offense and defense is going to outshine the Washington Huskies as a whole. Oregon's offense has just been so good since their loss to Washington. Um, Bo Nix has been playing at a different level. The defense has not been letting up anything at all compared to what Washington's defense has been doing. Give me the Ducks, 45 to 35. 45,
0: 35. All right. This is a little... This is not an excuse. I'm just saying. If you're listening to me for betting advice, you might not want to. This is a pick to hold strong on a team that I betted preseason. I said this team would make the playoffs. I'm not backing down now. I didn't back down with Michigan. I'm not backing down with this team. The Washington Huskies are going to find a way to get into this playoff. Michael Penix has his best game of his career. Bo Nix, those one interception late, and we see a miracle touchdown drive from Michael Penix to end the game with about 22 seconds left on the clock. Mm -hmm. Book it now. 22 seconds left on the clock. Game-winning touchdown.
1: Okay, Oregon's going to run it back.
0: That would... That would be my luck. <laughs> that would be my luck. they get a touchdown to take the lead with 22 seconds. I'd be like, I'm the greatest of all time. Michael Penix just did exactly what I said I was going to do, and then they would return the kick. That's exactly what would happen to me.
1: Well, we'll find out Friday for sure. This yes. game really does. This game is a big, big matchup to see who will make the playoffs for the Pac-12. Because whoever yes. wins this is going to the playoffs. does yes. not change my mind at
0: all. Without a doubt. So, yeah. Give me Washington 35-34. to 34.
1: And now... The piece of resistance, the best game, the best game of the nation, the best game of the night. We have the SEC championship. We have the two time defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, going up, going up against my Alabama Crimson Tide. Nate, take this one for me.
0: Yeah, I'll let you. I was about to say, let, let me get this one. So you had the floor last year. Man, what a game. The spread's moving. Started at five. It's up to six. It'll probably be up to almost a touchdown by by game time here. Georgia obviously favored as they are the champs, rightfully so. They deserve that. But, man, this one's tough. I know what we saw last week with Bama, and we know what we saw last week with Georgia. These teams are going to be ready. These teams are going to be ready. When you have a team led by Kirby Snort, when you have a team led by Nick Saban, last thing they're not going to be is not ready. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: they'll be ready for this football game. They'll be locked in. They'll be prepared. They're not going to be unprepared. Now it comes down to the X's and O's. Which team executes enough? And I know that's a cliche that we hear around the football world so much. As a Saints fan, I hear it too much from freaking Dennis Allen. Just didn't execute. <laughs> just didn't execute. Whoever executes the best in this game, not even the best, just... More efficiently is probably the better way to put it. Not just not no mistakes. The mistakes are going to be the reason one team loses, and that is how I feel this game will go. Early on, offense might be is going to be clicking for both teams, in my opinion. We're going to see some offenses move back and forth. Going to get into that halftime. One team's going to have a three point lead, maybe a touch, maybe even a touchdown lead, and then. We get into that second half, it's going to slow down. Long possessions, run game, limit possessions, limit the amount of you know time your defense and offense has to be on the field. And it's going to come down to which team makes a mistake first. I don't know if it's going to be Milrow. I don't know if it's going to be a running back. I don't know if it's going to be on a punt return. I just have a feeling we see, it might be a miss Messed up snap. I just think we see something from a young guy on Alabama late in this game that's going to cause, that's going to allow Georgia, not cause, allow Georgia a chance to win it. And we're going to see Carson Beck find a way late and kind of remind everybody (laughs) the Bulldogs are still here. Amazing football game. There's a part of me that says to pick Alabama here because it's like uh, is like sacrilegious to not pick Bama in these types of games. But Georgia has done nothing to prove otherwise. I've learned my lesson picking against Georgia, and until they lose, I will not pick against them again. So, give me the Georgia Bulldogs. Bama covers though. 27 to 24. Sorry, we're back. CDM's face froze right there, so we had to kind of cut
1: that. Right. Okay, we're back. So, as I was saying, I agree with you. It all comes down to who executes in this game the most. It's who controls time of possession in this game, whose offense can go down the field and score, whose defense is going to be able to score. It comes down to a lot, a lot of um uh, <clears throat> what am I saying? Uh, variables to this game. Comes down to a lot. Um Georgia has been playing their best ball all year. Bama has finally woken up and came back to being um dominant, not really dominant, but back to the standard of, of Alabama football. Everything's clicking right. And uh, <clears throat> it's going to be it's going to be a game. This right here determines this could be a championship game. Who knows? This could be the real championship game. But I can't pick I can't pick against the boys. No, you can't. I can never pick against the boys. And I think if Jalen Murrow goes out there and does what he's been doing these past couple of weeks, being able to stay in the pocket, find out where he needs to put the ball, Tommy Reese calling a clean offensive game and also Kevin Steele's defense showing up and showing out, being able to get back there and disrupt Carson Beck and that's all, and being able to disrupt uh, Brock Bowers and uh, McCon- uh, Cade McConkey as well, being able to disrupt his weapons. Also, being able to establish a run defense because last week we got exposed against Auburn in their rush in their rushing offense. That's one thing. That's one of many things Georgia can do. They can they can pass the ball on you, but they can run it down your throat. So, being able to get back to Carson Beck is going to be the biggest thing for Alabama. Also, the thing that Georgia is going to have to do is find ways to keep um, Milro off the field. That's the biggest thing for Georgia to do is keep Milro off the field and being able to control the time of possession control how long they have the ball. Um, As you said, by halftime, it's going to be explosive. And then the second half, it's going to slow down. That's when the game gets very serious because that's the crunch time half. Second half is where everything comes down. This is the last... This is the last thirty minutes. You'll play a football, and it's either you're gonna go for a, ch- you're either gonna go play for a playoff spot or play in the playoffs, or you're gonna go play in a New Year Six Bowl. Which, I mean, I want to make the playoffs, but if we don't make the playoffs, then you know we always come back reloaded next year, ready to compete. Yep. But I'm taking the boys. I'm taking Alabama. I think we can get it done. I think our offense is. I think our team in general is running smoothly, being able to compete with teams like this. Um, I think we can get the job done, and I have a high-scoring game, but I have Alabama winning 41-38, to 38. a kind of a classic last year against Ohio State and Georgia, but with different outcomes. This doesn't come down to a kick to win the game, even though Will Riker would strike it down the middle, mm. hopefully. God, I hope so. But it also comes down to Jalen Milrow and that tied offense, and I think we get the ball late, we drive down, and Jalen Milrow, from 20 yards out runs it in to seal the deal for Alabama making us SEC champs.
0: I like that prediction. I like that.
1: It's going it, to it may not happen, but dear god if it does, <laughs> call me a prophet. Yeah. yeah we definitely... Me and Nathan me and Nathan will be with each other on Saturday with Nolan including later in the day watching these amazing games. Um we'll be with each other to see our reactions. It's going to be insane. Championship championship weekend, man. It's sad, but sad. god bless. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun.
0: Let's enjoy it Let's not think about the bad Let's think about All the amazing moments That we're gonna witness On Saturday man Just Oh like dude this It's gonna be weekend.
1: so fun And Friday Don't forget Pac-12 championship <sighs> yes. Is on a Friday Instead yes. of a Saturday
0: Yeah so I gotta watch that on, on Friday night With You know With the fam You know Enjoy that And uh Yeah I'll be at work yeah. Oh man
1: that's tough that's But tough. I'll be I'll be around television So I'll that's be good standard.
0: good what you need, sir? Would you, what'd you uh,
1: Sir, sorry. Carson, why aren't you at your tables? Screw the tables, man. It's, it's a three-point game.
0: It's fourth down. Hang on.
1: It's fourth down <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Leave me alone. <laughs> what?
0: Just one second. I'm going to get you your water.
1: He wants a beer. Get him a beer. Get him a beer. Get him a beer. <laughs> Don't get him a beer. Get me the beer. <laughs> I
0: need a shot. I need a shot. I need to... Give, bust out the tequila. <laughs>
1: no man but it's gonna be a fun weekend can't wait to spend it with you and watching these amazing games yes yes indeed brother amazing that will that will cover up college kings episode 14 next time we see each other we'll be uh we'll be talking about playoff games (sighs) insane
0: we'll know the we'll know the we'll know the rankings that's crazy right
1: yeah we'll know the rankings and who makes the playoffs it's gonna be insane. Well, brother, it's always it's always a pleasure and an honor, sir. Always, always. It's been fun. Yes. Um, you know, until next time.
0: Yes. You can follow us with these little, little cool little things here. It shows us our Instagram and Twitter slash X accounts. You can follow us out there. We put up content. We put out tweets. We try to respond if you comment. Uh, no one's really. Done too much of that. CDM is very willing to get into arguments as well. So, oh, dude, free. I'll flame you. up. bring it on. For, feel free, feel
1: free, CDM, in the most respectful it. way yes. that you don't want these problems. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, you don't want to get on Twitter with me. You will not like me on Twitter. You will. Carson You'll makes n- public enemy number one
0: on Twitter. You so. <laughs> you will not like me on Twitter. Uh, it's okay. You can also follow us on this ticker at the bottom. It's been going on through the whole pod, so. Uh, It's obviously not showing it right now. It's showing how Texas A&M's Mac Johnson hits the portal. But you can go out there and find it on the ticker. If not, just look up Nick Dog Sports, Nick Dog Productions on all social media accounts to follow us. We are dropping content weekly. But that'll do it. Like CDM said, College Kings episode 14 is done. Peace.
1: Deuces.